Welcome to a special episode of the Grappling with Life podcast. Today is the day one of Ramadan, and I have a very special guest with me. Probably one of the most special guests I've had, just because of uh, his involvement with us and how much we love him as well. Zakaria, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, for coming on. Now, that intro I should have done. Well, yeah, because I know, Zach, no, because Zachary, yeah, <laughs> most beloved to me. <laughs> oh, it's been a year, man. Can you imagine that, bro? Yeah, subhanAllah. It's like, what, March? What was it? 27th of March was your one. We recorded it. Wow. 2021. Wow, it's a long time ago. Episode four. The Is time it? where you inspired the whole world, bro. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And it went, it, I say it went viral. It went like as viral as, inshallah, as... It's one of the most watched podcasts, actually. So um, that's just because I'm old. Why did you say that? <laughs> because the older you are, the more people you know, the nah, more people are going to watch it. You're being modest, bro. No, it was a good podcast. I mean, a lot. My mom watched it. My whole family watched it, but they loved it, man. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. So it was really interesting. Um, but today you're you're on you're on here. We're going to discuss something else. But let let let's let's kind of like catch up. What you've been doing for the last year, man? Subhanallah, bro. Uh, same thing. Do what? Work, football, charity work, bit of relaxation. That's How's football been, man? You've got injured as well. Only got kicked in the leg once, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few. I don't know. For some reason, this this season, I've had a yeah. few like weird injuries. Just who did you play ones. for? Uh, same team. That, I mean, originally can London you, can Absa. You, can you can you tell us the team? You're kind of keeping okay. it a secret, bro. No, no, no. It's originally London Apsa. Yeah. So we've all, I've, I've been playing for them for like decades now, alhamdulillah. So we've always kept the London Apsa flag going. So still playing is for still, them. They're still about? Yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah. The, the team is still about. They've got a Sunday side. They've got an academy, uh, academy set up, alhamdulillah. So they're still, they're still about. Are they not in the Premier League yet, man? What's going on? Bro, you know, and we've, we've discussed, we've discussed this <laughs> already the, in the last podcast. The, the, the you know, the weird thing is, yeah, a lot yeah. of people said to me afterwards, when they watch the podcast, they've said to me, bro, how can you say, man, that there's no racism in, in football? I said, bro, I didn't say there's no racism <laughs> in football. I said, I didn't experience any of it. That's why I said to a yeah. lot of people, but... But then know. you went and contradicted yourself when you said you did. Did what? Experience it. Look, I experienced a little bit, but But not, it doesn't affect you like... No, like that's no, no. that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't affect yeah. me. It doesn't affect me. But can I... Okay, on, 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 the, on, the, on the topic of London Apsa, yeah? So if, if a team... How would a team actually eventually get into, say, for example, top tiers of football? How does that work? So first of all, I mean, you'll have to start at the lower, sort of lower yeah. levels. I mean, you've got an example of that. It's like Salford City, for example, right oh, now. Oh, yes, yeah? yes. So yes. Salford City were a low-level club um, I think they were playing in sort of the non-league football scene. Um, they've obviously got some very heavily, you know, influenced backers like Gary Neville, his brother. Oh, right. So this day, yeah, 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 Nicky Button, okay. all these guys. They've got involved. They've Class got a lot of 92, of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've put a lot of money behind it. And then money breeds that yeah. sort of success, isn't it? Because they're bringing in better players who are going to improve the team, improve the setup. And then they've what they've done is they've gone in and improved everything else like the club the, the the ground and everything else so everything works kind of hand in hand so it's just starting at the bottom and working your way to the top like that some teams make it and some don't I mean if you look at it right now there's teams now like even Brentford for example they started low level now they're in the Premier League doing quite well so what what um so with London Absa what, what level are they at at the moment 
Well, they used to have a step uh, step five team that used to play in the semi-pro division. What does that mean? Um, so you have the professional leagues. Yeah. And then you have a, a part-time semi-professional league where players, obviously, are, 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 some of them are still paid, but they have got full-time jobs. Right. Um, so that we were playing at that sort of level. And then from that, you can get into full-time football when you get into the sort of maybe the Ryman um, or, or or the the football league. So then that's how you work your way up to towards like sort of the Premier Division. But is it just about basically winning games, or do you have to be like you have yeah, to have a ground and you, there's certain kind of yeah you got to have your own ground. You got to you know you, you got to have obviously monetary backup set up that kind of stuff. You got to have obviously have some accolades to your name. You have to have won some leagues and stuff like that. And then obviously promotion and obviously relegation happens within those leagues all, yeah. all the time. But so there are teams that have done quite well with this already. You know what it is, bro. I've always wanted if I was ever a billionaire, bro. Have you ever played championship manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah. to do that in real life, bro. Yeah, yeah. They uh, say, th- this is what they say, they say that the non-league level is like a rich man's toy. Yeah. Because what he wants to do, he want, he's not going to be able to ever have a a club in Chelsea, the Premier League because they'll be like, yeah. they're billionaire clubs and yeah. millionaire clubs. But to have sort of few million, you could easily have a, yeah. a have a non-league club. But I would, this is what I would do, yeah. So I, I'll tell you my little stint with uh, championship manager. Have you played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how? How? Like, I didn't play it a lot. I'm, I wasn't too much of a fan of it. See, I, I when I, I first, was doing it for real, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I played it. I played it. Um, like I, like in school, yeah. But then I stopped playing it for a while, and then I played it when I my, when I first got married. Mm-hmm. I had a PC and I, you know when you just download uh, you get the game whatever I'm not going to say how I downloaded it bro. Yeah, so yeah. I downloaded it then you get this patch editor with it it's like you get this companion app yeah? yeah it's like a crack almost where you can add your own players in it oh so you're cheating were you? no no I wasn't cheating well I kind of cheated in the beginning yeah. so you make them all 99 innit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cheating <laughs> it's cheating yeah then I added myself into it yeah yeah so I put myself into it yeah Papa scumbag, bro. I got to the Premier League and I went to Man United, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I got his own self, bro. Snake myself, bro. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about it was? Like, I was playing because I, I, I was between jobs at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's practically the only time in my life I was unemployed. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was unemployed for about three, four weeks. Yeah, and just just before I started working for you, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah just okay. before that. Um, so like, both my missus was. Like concerned, bro. Because I'd get up in the morning. It was like a job. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, get, have you my get, press conference. You could get, you could get, you could get hooked up to it. Yeah, bro. I got because yeah, they, they do press conferences, bro. Like, so you go on there. Yeah, yeah. You got to choose what you're gonna say to the to, to the media, and the media twists it and say that you're gonna leave to go to Juventus. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I did, all my backroom stuff for Algerians, isn't it? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you know now, if you look at kids, they play yeah. a lot of the kids. They play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. And then you see a lot of the the parents. Say, oh, my child, man, he's hooked onto Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't stop playing it. But if you look back then, yeah, that was, that was that. it was championship manager, wasn't yeah, it? Championship manager, you had um, Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter. But the thing is, you know the thing with Street Fighter, bro, you clock it and then that's you it. clock it and that's it, innit? Yeah, now yeah. what they're doing is they're just giving you like Extra that's, things, I, I, I bro. banned Fortnite in my house. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, yeah, I banned it, bro. Because what happens is there's it's, it's a never ending story, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't stop, does it? And also, it's just killing each other, bro. That's what you're doing. You just mm. kind of like, I, I know people be screaming at the if they're listening or watching, yeah, who do play Fortnite. But it's like, like I'll give you an example. Remember the game Halo? Have you ever played it? I've heard of it. I've not played it. It's like a, um, 
How do you describe it? It's like? a shooting game as well. Is it's it? like a yeah. It's, it's a shooting game that you it's kill. Like you're you're running. Like it's a story through. mode. Story mode. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a role playing game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I remember I bought the Xbox One. Yeah, and we played it, bro. It was like a mind block. It, it blo- you know when you go. You know when you back in the day. So you, you went from PlayStation One, PS Two. And then, bro, you know the graphics change was crazy, bro. Mm. Like, it, it, like now it's only like yeah, you, you got you PS Five in it. Yeah, now you see it, you're like, rah, that's that's a madness, bro. Yeah, because we, we no, come- but 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 what I'm saying to you, no, no, no I'm saying to you, right, between PS Four and PS Five, graphics wise, it's not no, it's not it's that not big. Mind because, you know why? Because they got PS Four Pros and PS Yeah, that's why. Does that make sense? So so when my son hears this podcast and yeah. he hears me talking about. <laughs> Playstations and and well, all you the, play though, bro. Sometimes. Yeah, but when he when when he hears this, he's gonna say, "What? What are you what doing are you there, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? What advice no, have you got there? to do? What do you What do you know about? <laughs> but but they, don't, they don't know that when we were younger, bro, we used to play with yeah, them, we had games, the Street bro. Fighter, yeah. Yeah. but these guys are like on FIFA and Pro and all these mm. kind of stuff. It's more invested, Earth, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Like with is. us, yeah, we'd play and then we'd go outside and play yeah, football, yeah, yeah. or like right. you go play runouts with your friends, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger, four or, goals, or, or yeah, <laughs> but, four but goals. That, that's because at home you probably had a Commodore sixty four or yeah. or an Atari or something like that. <laughs> taking it back, bro. Commodore but you had them things yeah. in it, yeah, and but you didn't play them all the time. But it takes twenty minutes to load up, bro. Yeah, now. These guys are playing everything yeah. literally on a touch of a button. They're playing it now. Uh, if you know the the, the um, you can actually get a subscription. So, for example, with Xbox, you can get Game Pass, and with yeah, you get bare games. But it's like games, Netflix, man. bro. Wow. So, so for example, you have got unlimited amount of games. So you pay like I don't know sixteen ninety nine, and you get a certain amount. Of, like you can download whatever game you want. Wow. That's just trying to like dummyfy people so it much, is isn't it? Crazy. But now there's look, look, look at look at um. Google, bruv, they've got their own Google games that you stream. It's like Netflix. No, all you have to do is buy a controller. Yeah, but them games are a bit. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not as mature. Though. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm making it out like I play a bear game, but for me, I have no no patience, bro. But I've tried, man. No patience of honestly. Like I play. I play uh, today. I played. Um, I played Eunice. Mm. Um, you know the ones that you like to make them spar each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's deep, you know. That? I goes to the gym, yeah, <laughs> and he goes to the high units. I used to come here, spar and fight. I walk in. No, nah, I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't do it like that. That's 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 uh, that's a lie. What I actually do is I say to them both. I say to them, um, "Who won today?" And they both look at me and say, "What do you mean?" I said, "Which one of you's won today?" And he says, uh, "Me." I said, "No, you didn't." I watched it. He beat you up. Today. And then he said, "He says no." No, I'm quite honest. I, I, I won. I said, listen, go back on the mat right now. Do it again. I want to see who wins. And I make them go back on the mat and fight each other again. And he's standing Did they like, actually go and fight? Standing yeah. like this, like M. Bison, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. like they, go, they, they go back on the Every mat. Every time Earth has there and they're there, he's doing that. Yeah. And I'm looking at them thinking, for a while, I didn't know what was going on. No, no, one, one, I think, is it Eunice? Your uh, one of them runs away from me now. He, he stays away from me. He, he quickly, he quickly comes out, and puts his trainers on. And says, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's waiting downstairs. I gotta go. Oh my dude, it's hilarious, bro. Proper wind up, bro. Proper wind up, bro. But yeah, so I played Eunice today. Yeah, I got spanked, bro. Four one. In the football game? Yeah, yeah, in FIFA. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't want to play anymore, bro. See, that's the other thing. You see, look, I've played football all my life, yeah? Yeah. But I can't play uh, PlayStation uh, football games. Are you dead, though? 
No, I can't play them. What do you mean you can't play them? You I don't know never, how to or you don't want to? I, I never wanted to. And I, I, I don't know how to. I mean, I reckon if I spend as much time as these kids do in front of a PlayStation and play, I probably could play. But yeah. I just don't. But you're always busy, bro, man. Like, yeah, I understand the time You're a guy, I don't know. Yeah, but what, what do you do on in your in your spare time, bro? In my spare time? Because I know you ain't got a Netflix account, bro. Don't even try it. I, I just watched the whole of uh, Top Boy, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey! Yeah, I did watch Top Boy. We do research for it. But you know, some of it was shot around here, you know. It's, Most even, of it, bro. Doors to market and stuff. Yeah, even uh, even in um, Petri East Academy, bro. Yeah. Oh, was it showing these time as well? Yeah, yeah? a little bit on yeah, Barking Road. when they were going to the toilets and stuff. They, they, they did it these time. <laughs> no, when they went to that, into, into that uh, light shop. Have you watched oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, in East Ham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that light shop that you, that you go and get your stuff from? No, 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 no. Oh. That's not them. That's not them. This oh, is a okay. different one. With the Panasar, Panasar, Panasar. Yeah, it's not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those people, yeah. Uh, bruv, you know, it's a sight to see, though. <laughs> it is. It when is. you see Earthfat walk into the traders, bruv. Hustling them down, bro. Like, it's uh, like, it's like, you know, I'd love to get like a one one shot, just like, you know, a camera just following him. <laughs> a drone. Him. You're like a drone just following him inside the shop. <laughs> you want know, Earthfat? Like, come on, mate. Yeah, it's all right. It's just another language, bro. <laughs> Yeah, come on, mate. Yeah, just have a laugh, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Hey, they're good. 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 Just put it on the tab. You get paid. You get paid later. You're, you're not good for it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good for it. Yeah, sweet, bruv. And oh, bruv, Lord. the way, you know, sometimes, I don't want to get racial, yeah? But, like, you see, Earthfat's not the biggest guy, yeah? MashaAllah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the biggest guy, yeah? But he's got that big guy energy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then you see him talking to someone like, Frank, yeah? <laughs> Frank's like six foot four. <laughs> He's like 300, 300 kilos, bro. <laughs> Frank, he's looking up to him. <laughs> Frank, where's my two boy force, mate? <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It's true. And then, you know what? You know when you're, when you're just outside of it, you're looking at Bro, this guy is a craftsman, bro. No, it's yeah. like these two would never circle their their universes apart from here, bro. No, but it's 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 your approach, isn't it? Yeah, is how you could deal with people is the most important thing, is it? You can't. What you can't do is you can't get overpowered by anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what walk of life you are; you just can't get overpowered. And that's why when I walk into these merchant bases, <laughs> they know, they they know I've turned up. They know what time it is, man. <laughs> they know I've turned up. But how often do you have to go yourself to these places? Normally, you just send one of your minions, no? Don't call the minions. I wouldn't call the minions. I wouldn't call the minions. That's all. Like, lackeys. Colleagues. Lackeys. Not even lackeys, bro. <laughs> That's harsh, bro. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I go to a lot of places myself. But obviously, Bilal goes to a lot of places now. Bilal's going to a lot of the places himself. And to be honest with you, a lot of the people now say to me, God, man, isn't your son like you? He's just like you. He acts like you. He trades like you. He wants stuff like you. He demands it like you. And I and I said, yeah, but that's because like training, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's part. It's part. All part of the training. He's me. And I no, no. Him. Everyone in my family says Bilal is Earthfat two point Is it? Yeah, he's your only. Brother, I don't bro. see Come it on, though, bro. bro. Don't you see it? I don't know. Maybe I haven't like he's interacted definitely, with definitely him, taller than you. <laughs> you the one hundred percent, bro. That's that's yeah. one thing you don't have in common, bro. Listen, 
is I was the 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 catalyst or the part that got a tall son. So he's yeah. still my son. He's got the genes in him. Yeah, <laughs> the genes are there, bro. Don't Where they are? Oh, your dad was tall, isn't it? Yeah, but I yeah, was tall, Serious. But that was six four two, I think. No See, way. Yeah. Oh my shit. You know the thing with Earth, yeah. You know he's he's Allah Mubarak, yeah. He's built to like efficiency in it. <laughs> yeah. of space. <laughs> just, just so I'm saying, he can get into like I've seen him get into places. Yeah, I'm like, how did he get in there, bro? <laughs> like, they came cool. to fix. Bro, this to this one, yeah. This is like like so. I, I've got like a bath with you know how like my bubble bath, in it. Yeah, yeah. And I had a catastrophic moment, bro. Put the emotional damage thing on, bro. Emotional damage. <laughs> so, so my my bath here, yeah, you know the the hot tap stuck on open, it wouldn't close. I was turning on the bath. So all your hot water's literally getting. So it's filling up. It was running out of time. Uh, uh, Rose was. Uh, yeah. So it's it's filling up here. Yeah, and uh, who do I call? I call Earth. Uh, he goes, yeah, for video video call me. <laughs> yeah, so I video call him because right. Then he start mentioning all these tools because I ain't got none of these tools, bro. <laughs> So I managed to kind of turn it. And I turned off the mains, innit? Yeah. You told yeah, me yeah. to turn off the mains. Yeah. I turned off the mains. Mashallah, you came on the same day, innit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. you came on the same day. I go, how? So I had to get new taps. So I, don't, I, don't, I had to get a mixer tap. You ain't got a mixer? Nah, nah, not on my buff. Well, you're dead. Buff is council housing, bro. Come on. Come on. This podcast ain't doing that much money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They were looking for sponsors, anyone? Exactly, bro. Exactly. Inshallah, soon, bro. Uh, but yeah, so so I'm looking underneath the bath and I'm thinking, how is he going to get a wrench in there <laughs> and and un, un, unscrew it, bro? Do you get me? I said, Earth, how you, bro? I'm telling you, it's tight. He goes, don't worry. Then he did it. Did show me that thing that he did with your hand, bro. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, so I go, bruv, you ain't got that type of give in there to do that. I said, I, I was like, you know what? And he had his Let little, me shut my mouth. I, I, I remember telling you there's a tool for every job. Yeah, you did say that. You yeah. did say that. Yeah. So he's come in. He's got his um, apprentice with him. Yeah. Oh, was it your, your cousin, your, your, your nephew? My nephew was yeah, there. Yeah, your yeah, nephew yeah. was there. Yeah. Like, I didn't say a word, by the way. He's yeah. probably flabbergasted about all the stuff that he has to go through that day, bro. And what he's had to see, bro. So he's coming and wallahi, subhanAllah, he's got his hand in there and he done that, he done that armbar, bro, whatever he did. <laughs> and he got it out, bro. Serious. And then got it, got the... What, you changed the taps on the day? Yeah, on the day, bro. Yeah, then, yeah. You, you had the taps in your... In no, your I went to screw fix. No, he went to get them. Oh, you had a bubble puff daytime. It was. It wasn't day. It was like after school, bro. So nah, just before. Yo, listen. I beg you, chat to your boy, man. Who has bubble baths at three pm? Why not, bro? He's beyond chain. <laughs> <laughs> he's finished. Hey, bro, that's the only way I can operate, bro. Well, you know, if we're training bath? and stuff. Well, if you know, if we're training, yeah. If I don't have a bubble bath like twice a week with, with, with magnesium salts, but you're going on like your Van Damme or something. Have bro. you seen? Have you seen? Um, what's that uh, Star Wars thing, bro? Oh, the Bacta tank. The Bacta tank. Bo- Bo- Boba Fett. Have you yeah. seen Boba Fett? Yeah. The Bacta tank. You know when he's in that tank, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. me, bro. Is that you? That's, no, obviously that's not, not me. <laughs> it looks like you. It does look like me. I'm the extra. <laughs> You're definitely the extra. <laughs> nah, he's that Wookiee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that Wookiee's a deep one, bro. Yeah, so... That's you. So, mashallah, that was... Uh, but talk us through your, because I know, bro, this, you know, would be really good show, bro. 
The building show. No, like Earth Fat, just chatting about the characters he meets on, on, the, on, on the tools, bro. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> like the guy who just told us, the, that, that um, Yardy guy, bro. Oh, the flooded, Yardy guy. Who, yeah. who flooded six yeah, he, mental health What did he do? He, he basically, um, he's bought a new washing machine. He's, he's got some mental health issues here, but, um, but he smokes so much weed, this guy. Oh. And um, so what happened yesterday, I got a call saying that, oh, they've got a little leak coming down into the, one of the flats below. So I've got, we've got, we've got down there, God, and he's not at home. So I was thinking like, where's he, where, where's he gone? So we're calling him, calling, he's not answering the phone. Anyway, we got hold of him about half eight, nine o'clock in the evening. We've got hold of him and uh, he's um, answered the phone. He said, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm out of London. And he wasn't out of London. He said, I'm out of London. And they said, we said, oh, there's a leak coming downstairs. You need to come back because it's going to, it's going to flood like, the flat downstairs. And he goes, oh, I'll, I'll be back in the morning. I'll be back in the morning. So we've turned up in the morning there today. He's only gone and bought a washing machine. <laughs> Basically, take the old one out, put the new one in. But the new one's pipe is on the other side. So what he's done is he's put the pipe on. And when he's gone to connect it to be behind the kitchen sink. He pulled it out. No, no, no. He's not connecting because it's too short. So what he's gone and done, he's gone to a shop. And he's got a connector and another pipe. So he's connected it from there, connected <laughs> it from there. What he's not done is he's not connected it right. So as soon as he's connected it, he put the washing machine back and put it on. He hasn't even tested it, honestly. Nothing, yeah. nothing. The water just flooded. Six flats, he's completely flooded. But flooded I, I want to ask, who the hell turns on his washing machine and leaves, <laughs> leaves London, bro? I don't know. That's why I, I, I said to him, I said, why did you leave it? London, said, though. And I said, did you not? He wasn't out of London. Oh, but... He's he metal, he's metal. Is he actually metal? Yeah, nah, he's got some metal in, in oh. mental health issues. Yeah. What's the weirdest one you've had, bro? Um, I've had some. I've had I know you've told me some crazy stories, but I can't think of them on the top of my head, bro. I, I, well, about five six months ago, um, I went to an emergency job in in Hackney. Hackney, is that? Hackney? Bro, you know this guy. Yeah? Let me let me just say one thing. Yeah, what? this guy. I'm coming back home from <laughs> from the gym. Yeah. <laughs> This guy calls me, he's like, yo, where are you? I'm like, I'm just going home from the gym. He's like, where exactly? I said, oh, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Libra Jordan. He goes, say no more. Go to this place <laughs> and turn off their tap. I'm like, what? <laughs> I goes, what? I don't know how to do it. He's like, Zach, trust me. What do you me. mean turn off their tap? Bro, I don't know what happened. It was that, um, that Muslim housing yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, just go there, turn off the tap. I was like, I don't know how to do it. He's like, Zach, trust me. You know how to do it. I goes, okay, what do I have to do? He's like, take a screwdriver with you. <laughs> I went up there, I knocked on the door, I was like, brother, I need to turn off your tap. And he goes, okay, well, where, where's the tap? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what, you tell me where the tap is, bruv. Well, it there, was the mains on the outside. Yeah. Hey, what happened there, bro? That was your phone. No, it wasn't my phone. It was yours. Anyway, oh, I did I, and then I just turned off the, the tap from the mains outside, bro. But this guy is just, he's just... Yeah. He's just next level, bro. And also, you can't tell him no as well. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just funny that he knew where I was <laughs> at the time of where I needed to go. It's just so nuts. Bro, I, I, so I went into one house in Hackney, yeah, and um, they hadn't warned me in advance what like if this guy was alright, whatever. Yeah, so I've gone into, knocked on a door, and some I, think, I don't know where he was from. This guy from some African country or something like that. He just opened the door, because yeah, what do you want? I said, oh, you've got a leak going downstairs and um, it's affecting the flat downstairs. I need to come have a look. He goes, I've got no leak. I said, I'm telling you, there's a leak going downstairs. I can call the resident downstairs, bring him upstairs and show him. And he goes, nah, there's no leak. I said, okay, look, I'll just go and get the resident. Yeah, so I went downstairs and it was a Turkish lady. So she's come upstairs. She obviously, she knew who he was. 
And she goes, look, there's a leak coming in my kitchen. It's coming, it's coming through my light. I need to get it stopped. He goes, okay, come inside, have a look. So I walked into the house now. Muhammad, I'm not joking to you, yeah? I've never, ever been in a house that I was so scared. Why? Seriously? Oh, he had knives everywhere. What, what like, do you mean knives? Like Rambo like, knives? No, no, no. He had like, like kitchen knives, like on the floor, on the tables, in the bathroom. He had knives everywhere. And I was thinking, even the turkey lady, she was a bit scared. She goes, oh, just be careful. So I've just gone inside and I've gone now. Do you reckon his, he was Juju or something, bro? He was doing something, yeah. Because I went into his, into his, uh, into his kitchen and to, he's got an open plan kitchen diner. So I walked in there and Muhammad, I'm not joking, walls bigger than this were covered with writing of people's names. Oh my God. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a viral pen. And he said, he said. What do you mean? Like how big? Tiny. What? So he covered the he walls. He covered them. He covered them. He's writing names of like people. And, and I said. You check for your name, bro. I asked him, I said, what's this? He goes, he goes, Dajjal has sent me. No. Yeah, oh he got Dajjal has sent me. He goes, all of these people, Dajjal is going to take. What do you mean? He said, <laughs> he said, Dajjal is going to take all these people. No, no, the other one. No. 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 He said, Dajjal no, is... God, please, no. no. I'm being That's serious. That's perfect, But I'm not, I'm being serious, bro. They said this. He said, he said this to us. And I said to him, are you being serious? He goes, yeah. I said, bro, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know your leak? We leave for another day. <laughs> so he's ducked out. Bruv. No, no, that's mad, bro. Bro, I'm not joking. I had to come out the house. Was I he found... not well? No, he's not well. I found the housing straight away. I said, look, you know what? To be honest with you, you're going to have to organize this in a way where at least two There's people. There's no one there, yeah. Yeah, accompanying me and maybe his carer or someone's on site because, bro, that just can turn mad. Brother, do you want to know what happened to me, bruv? I opened the door for some lady. I told her the price and it was £55. She gave me £50. No, she gave me £60, but she said, give me £10 back. I said, no, it's £55. Yeah. Anyway, she gave me the money and she goes, go and get me change and come back. Oh, I'm not giving you change because that's how much it's costing. And so you gave her £5 back? I gave her £5. Yeah. But she said, go back downstairs and go get me some exchange. I was like, no, I'm not going to give you change because this is how much it is. Anyway, she goes, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. I was like, all right, cool. I left. Didn't bring her back her change because that's how much I, I charged her. Bro, she called me about 100 times, bro. She left me five voicemails saying, if you don't come back here, I've done juju on you and your family and they're going to come for you. And I do black magic and I've written your name in blood. I was like, I, don't know, I, was, I was looking, I, I called my mom. I was like, listen, this is what's happening. Yeah. She goes, listen. Go give her the so money. Back. <laughs> give back a five pound. <laughs> I was yeah. like, bro, but like only like if Allah wanted it to happen, it will happen. And she yes. goes, listen. Yeah, you're not the tie one. Tie your camel, Rube. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Go back, give the five pound and live to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because long for having Juju sent on you, bro. But how do you know she rubbed out your name in blood, bro? <clears throat> well, at least I tied my camel and I gave the money back in it. Now I do my, <laughs> my car and all that yeah. madness, bro, because... She scared me, bro. No, no, you obviously, bro. In social housing, you you're always gonna meet people. Yeah. Of, she was a nutter, bro. Yeah, all types of people, bro. And some people are going through some weird difficulties in their life that you can never put a finger on, and you, you know, Allah has protected us from those things. Yeah. Okay, and they're going through those things. So you know, nothing surprises me. 
Yeah. Honestly, nothing surprised. I was actually telling my wife the other day, I was saying to her that, you know, in the early days, I used to do building work and maintenance work, yeah? I used to go in people's houses. I used to, honestly, I used to feel so sorry for them. I used to go in there, so I feel so sorry. I used to think, you know what? Look what they're going through. Look at the difficulties. You know, they, you know, they, they, they just about got money to make ends meet. All this kind of stuff, yeah? Mm. And now, I'm totally immune to it. Honestly, I'm totally immune. And that's not because, only because, I, you know, my feelings have gone towards it. Is I know how people play the system. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the system playing is so, so bad that you have people who you walk into their houses and they're perfectly fine. And then you find out afterwards that, oh, he's... He's, uh, he's, he's acted. No, he's disabled. What do you mean disabled? That he's disabled. He's got a disability. But what? that's not, I'm talking about physical disability. Like he's got back problems or right. or, or he, he can't get up or he can't sit down. He can't lie down. But then he's walking around the house with you. He's helping you. He's passing things to you. You know, all of this kind of stuff happens. <laughs> and, you, and you think to yourself, like, why would you lie about your health like that? Yeah. yeah so, but so, you blame them though. They gotta pay. They gotta pay electric and and gas prices. Uh, well, at this at this rate, bro. At, at this rate, yeah. But <laughs> but the thing is, they they've always done all right. I'm being serious, bro. I'm telling you, I've go to a, I go to an estate where I know there's a there's a, a husband and wife. They've got three kids. One of their sons, I think, is about 28, 29 years old. He's got two Rolls Royces. Man, he rents he rents them out to to weddings. But obviously, he's got those Rolls Royces because they have got money. I couldn't get a Rolls Royce. Maybe he's got money, bro. Maybe the boy's got money. Yeah, but he lives in a social housing house. Yeah, so do I, bro. I know. Do you bro. have a Rolls Royce? But you don't have a Rolls no, Royce, I don't. do you? <laughs> Far from it, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. You don't have a Rolls Royce, do you? No, nah, no. Nah. But you must have accumulated some wealth somewhere yeah, along yeah. the lines to be able to get that. How? How do you do that? I like to know the, the trick for that. Well, you know what they do? There's this like little scheme that man's do. What they do, they lease a car and then they hire it out. Okay. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that is. I don't, why am I backing this guy? He's probably a scumbag anyway. Bro. <laughs> but, but you know, you know, just to talk about social housing and uh, like that whole social trap in it. Like, I remember like when you went to public school, right? I said public school, private, uh, public, school, public, yeah. school public school, bro. Yeah. So the same as us, bro. And you had people around you that are their parents on benefits, their grandparents on benefits, their uncles on benefits. Do you get me? Or you might even have family members like that. And I don't know. For us, we were on benefits for a small period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So are we. And 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 that that that's that the, the, that's the whole thing about benefits is a safety net, isn't it? Yeah. So to get you back on your feet to go and get a job, isn't it? Yeah. Well, bro, there's mans that are making. They, that's their life, bro. Yeah. That's and the, the the issue the issue here is for me is that. They don't want to change, bro. No, but you know what it is, bro? It's like, <clears throat> why they should have I a very work? narrow view of what life is, man. Yeah. Like, like how much you're getting? Like a £1,000 a month, £2,000, uh, not even 2000 And they give you just enough to survive, innit? Yeah. It's not that you're making, so obviously you're going to have to do like some moonlighting or whatever. <laughs> and you leave, you're living this life here yeah, where you could just go and get a job, bro. Yeah, but, but the thing is, Muhammad, people to take social benefits are taking it for a reason. Yeah. What those reasons are, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But don't take social benefits, but still do Uber and still and, and, and still do just I'm not talking about the legitimate ones. Uh, no, no, but I'm there's saying- There's a lot of people that are legitimately- I'm saying these people yeah. are saying they're not working. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. they're gaining benefits from the system or the government because they're saying they're not working. But then they are working cash in hand jobs, 
on other people's names, this kind of stuff. They mm. are doing those things and they're living, I'm not joking to you, but they're living a good life. Yeah. A very, very good Holidays, life. Holidays, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts of stuff. But not everyone though, that's the thing. That, <coughs> I, I would say that's a minority, bruv. Yeah. A minority of, of, of people that are on, on social housing do that but a lot of people that are on social housing they're, bro, they're living hand to mouth bro <clears throat> yeah, Honestly, they're comfortable like that though i don't think so bro bro you know what some like i've i've worked with with, with kids yeah like i even went to school with, with bro, they, they struggle bro like sometimes they have to struggle what to eat that bad like i remember we used to run a project called um like a half term project because uh f- f- um, so we'd run a course and we'd provide breakfast and lunch Mm. Because their parents couldn't afford during the um, during during the holiday the holidays to feed them, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because school dinners were there, weren't they? And you might think that's what Marcus Rashford was kind of yeah, uh, yeah, championing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we did it first. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> butchered his name, Raka Raka. <laughs> My mouth is dry, bro. <laughs> yeah. What did you just call him? Marcus Rashford. Rashford. But yeah. So no. Um, like there are people living hardships, man. Well, like honestly, like you don't something invisible. They might they might be on a bus with you. They might kind of, but they're going home and they might not be able to eat that day, bro. Yeah, honestly, I I I was very very um, ignorant to that fact until I ran this project, and I would I was actually chat, bro. There was one kid, bro. I remember he would take four or five biscuits and put it in his pocket, bro. Mm-hmm. But when I said to him, brother, you're right. He goes, no, nah. he got embarrassed, yeah. And he goes, I'm taking it off for my, for my brother, bro. I was like, this is in London, man. Where do you think this comes from, though? How do you what think do you they get to this stage? I, I would say... There's got to be a reason where yeah, people course, end up of, like that, isn't it? Of course, bro. There is a reason, man. Like, for example, um, single mums. Yeah. They, they struggle, bro. Like, they, they, they've, they've had, you know, they've been in a relationship with someone. They've had kids. That person's left. Yeah, now she's left with the brunt of the, and a lot of them were single, single parent households, bro. Mm-hmm. That she's been left with the with the three three kids. Yeah, we see that a lot all the time. Do you see yeah, it, bro. Yeah, or like for example, uh, the dad's fallen ill, the mum's fallen ill, or the carers, bro. Like their mum's got severe disabilities, and they've they've had to go. They've had to actually look after the the, the husband can't go and work. Mm. Because they've had to look after the mum. Like I'm talking about, like you know, uh, they can't walk or they've got multiple sclerosis or whatever it is. So, so a lot, a lot of the problems obviously come from within the people themselves, isn't it? Yeah. So there's only there's only so much social care can do to try yeah, and help 100%. them as well. You see, but I, I mean, I know, I, I know you're, you're you're saying you're you're the housing association or whatever yourself, but they do a lot. You know, I I know they might it might seem like they don't, but they do a lot for the for, for their residents. You know, in terms of repairs, you know, uh, and rent arrears and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, support, help, benefit, help, letter writing. You know, all of this kind of stuff. You know, housing does a lot. There's a, it, the, that whole the whole sector is so big. But, but also, don't you think if it's not their job as well? There's certain things that, bro. Honestly, the system is messed up, bro. Yeah. I, I give you an example. Yeah, I remember when I was when I first got married. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I was in social housing, yeah, and I w- I was put in private um, accommodation mm. first before I was given a, a, a permanent residence, yeah, yeah. That private residence, the rent was astronomical, bro. Yeah, and I feel like it was done on purpose so that I would be eligible for housing benefit. So mm-hmm. what would happen is the housing benefit would take part of the rent. Mm-hmm. And I would work to get the other part. Now, if I worked more than a certain amount of hours, 
I wouldn't be eligible for the housing benefit. Mm-hmm. So I'm stuck in this kind of loop. Like yeah, I yeah. want to work. I want to go out. But brother, I can't pay £1,500 a month. That's nuts for yeah, yeah. a two bedroom flat. Yeah, because the system makes it like that, doesn't it's it? It's messed up, bro. Yeah, the system makes it like that. But the system is all the way across the board, bro. It's like that. It's, 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 even if it's you're corrupt. In a, it's yeah, corrupt even bro. if you're in a housing association place or, you know, or council place, whatever, then literally you've got everything to your disposal anyway. Bro, I'm not what joking. Do you you, like, we go around people's houses and change their light bulbs for them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Bro. Like, why are you going to do that? Like you're going around people's houses because, oh, because their shower curtain's fallen off. Bro, you're moving like a Tory, bro. You know that? Who? You. Why? Are you conservative? Are you conservative, bro? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm Imran Khan all the way. You're talking like, uh, what's it called? EDL, bro. What's going on? No, no, no. no Coming no. over here, changing their light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying. There's a balance, bro. There is There's a balance. help. I, I, I have curiosity, bro. Do you actually charge them to go and change their bulb? You have to, bro. They have to, get, they have to pay, yeah? You have to, bro. This is the guys. The that's guys. why. <laughs> that's why people are broke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, w- honestly, bro, is it someone who's able-bodied? Yeah, can, of course they are. And they can't change the light bulb? Bro? No. Like, what and they make excuses like, uh, uh, I couldn't get the cover off. So I, I can't change the light oh, bulb. Oh, it's one of those shower ones. Yeah, yeah that's but, a bit. No, but even a normal pendant holder light bulb, people can't change it. I got that at home, fam. I changed it myself. Yeah, I'm not saying, of, of, of course, bro. I've changed my ones. Do you see what I'm saying? But again, it's like- Oh, we'll around people's houses and bleed their radiators. Yeah, I love bleeding radiators, bro. Yeah, bro. You know, favorite. I did that once. I almost took off my own hand. Why? Because I bled it when it was hot. Oh, the uh, baking water yeah, coming bro, out of it. and then I had all- You know, it's mm. funny. I went to a wedding that day and then I shook someone's hand. He said, oh, you got soft hands, bro. That day I went home, I bled my heater, my hand, <laughs> oh. my hand, bro. You got a problem with this uh, Ain and uh, Juju on you, innit? Bro, if that's not Ain, <laughs> I don't know Ayn. what is, bro. No, that, shout, out, shout out to uh, Zaid. <laughs> shout out to Zaid, exactly, bro. Yeah, that's, that's, bro, I burnt my whole bro, hand. Tell him about the, the time you, you shook that hand, like, shook the guy's hand, and you found a surprise on your hand when you, you shook it. Bro. <sighs> bro. Bro, he was so outraged, he called me. That's <laughs> how outraged he was. Bro, bro I shook Just, his hand. And I had residue of number two on my hands. Oh my lord, bro! I thought it was chocolate fudge or something, bro. But I smelled it. Fam. I almost died. I almost killed myself, bro. Bro, by the way, we see a lot of that as well, yeah. Like houses where people have desecrated all over the place on the walls, everything you name it on the toilets around it, everything. I don't want to spoil, spoil this podcast. <laughs> I spoil people. There's one time I'm in a cafe waiting for a coffee, bro. Yeah, and then. So I'm, I've, I've ordered my coffee and then this this homeless guy walks in. Yeah, he walks in and he's walking slowly, like stumbling, yeah? <laughs> but no one's stopping him. Do you understand? Like yeah. he's just walking, he's stumbling into the... Co- not stumbling, stumbling, but he's... Imagine, a, have you seen zombie films? Where yeah, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like that. He's... <laughs> Bruv, he walks in, he walks right in front of him. So I'm in a line. He walks right past me. The smell of <laughs> was on another level, bro. Yeah. He walks in front of me. Then he walks behind the counter. No one stopped him at this point. He walks behind the counter and he grabs. I think that it looked like a wine bottle, but I don't think it was wine because it's a coffee shop. Yeah. Probably olive oil. Is that, I don't know. He And then he gets... And then he just gets it. That's probably the the syrups. He's probably oh maybe. Oh, it looked like it looked like wine bottle, but I don't I, I doubt it was. Yeah, 
and he's walked right past me and I've stopped him and wherever I've put my hand, <laughs> I looked at it and it was brown, bro. Why did you stop him? Because he's trying to be a good civilian, isn't because it? Because there was, it was, most of the staff were female, yeah? Yeah, but why are you trying to stop him? What's the point of you? I don't know. He's just kind of an instinct, bro. He's Muhammad. No, it's just an instinct. I'm not a hero. I just, I just thought, well, what's this guy doing, bro? Stop. You try, you, you try, and then I was like, why he, did he I try to be Superman? Uh, Earth, on that Earth, day? Listen to this, bro. One time I went to the well, camp. Well, let me, let me finish the story. Let me finish the <laughs> story. Okay, wait, 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 we'll tell the story in a second. <laughs> let me finish, yeah? You know when you touch doo-doo with your hands at 8.30 in the morning? It's a wrap that day, bro. It's done. <laughs> yeah, that day's over. It's over, isn't it? Yeah, that day's over. It's like nothing's going to happen that day that is going to make you not think about you just had doo-doo in your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that day's over. That's finished. It's fin I went home, bro. Yeah. I was coming to the office. I was like, no, no, no. Way. I went home. I went, got back into my bed. I was like, I'm, I'm done, for, done the for the day. <laughs> that's that's dude. If, if you touch doo-doo with your hand, it's doo-doo, baby. It's done for the day. Mm. Brother, I went to the cafe with this guy, bro. Oh my God, that day, bro. And then I goes to him, yo, listen, I need to go to the toilet, innit? So I went downstairs and it was some cave, brother, yeah? I opened the no, door. No, no, don't tell that story, bro. Wait, I opened the door, bro. <laughs> and there was a woman in there, yeah? No, it's an older woman. Like, oh, I'm talking about old, bro. Like 60s, probably. And let's just say... There was nothing left to the imagination. Like that, she was in her birthday suit, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then I went. I, then I was like, you know me, I'm very awkward, bro. Yeah. So I went upstairs. And so I goes to Muhammad. Yo, listen, let's go. And he's like, Nah, man, I just ordered my thing, bro. Like that. I was like, oh, bro. Next thing you know, bro, she's coming, she's coming to serve me breakfast. Oh my god! I looked her in the eyes. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> There was another time we were in a cafe. We were, we were actually doing the refurb at Legion. Yeah. Remember we told you this story? When the guy comes in and he's like, he's, he's looking to shoot up the whole shop. Yeah, bro. It's no. madness. <laughs> we sat with this Algerian guy's cafe. We're eating. And this guy walks in and he's got no top on. Okay. Yeah. And he's shouting at this. This guy's Algerian, yeah? You don't shout at Algerians, bro. Yeah, he's shouting he's, his order from the door, he's bro. He's not just Algerian. He's from Algiers, bro. So <laughs> that's another level, yeah? Oh, my God. So he's shouting. He goes, hey, boss man. He goes, hey, 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 hey. Come in here and ask all the... <laughs> Why are you outside for? He goes, nah, man. And me and Zach are just like, you know, he's just awkward, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're having our omelettes and yeah. that, bro. <laughs> he's eating, yeah? And then we go in... And then, and then he, he basically the Algerian guy is doing nothing to de escalate the situation. He's, just he's, probably, he's probably making it worse. Yeah, he's making, yeah, it, he's worse. making it worse. Bro. He goes, I don't care who, what was he saying to him? <laughs> he said, Bring everybody. He goes, I'm gonna care. bring all my boys, they're gonna smash up your shop. He goes, I don't care. Bring your dad, bring your mom, <laughs> bring your care. mom, bring, bring, bring everybody, bring everyone, man. I don't care. We're like, Don't say that, bro. <laughs> so he's on the phone outside. The guy? Yeah, the guy's gone outside the shop. He's on the phone, yeah? So, I said to him when I was joining, listen, we're here, don't worry, man. About yeah, Brad. I said, so let me first ask cool, Zach. First I said, yeah, bro, we're, we're going to have to die today, yeah? Because we can't, <laughs> we can't leave the guy. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, we can't just leave the guy. By himself. He was on his own. So what did you do in that situation, bro? Earth, Earth, he called someone, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Bruv. Wait, let me describe this guy. Yeah? <laughs> so, so, so I said to the guy, don't worry, khalas. Like, we're here, inshallah. Yeah, don't worry. Like, he goes, ah, 
He goes, this guy is nothing, bro. He comes all the time. <laughs> he said to him, Wallah, this is what he said to me. Daddy, this is with his hands, yeah. Wallah al Azim, crocodile, then him. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. I don't know if a crocodile is shot to this guy. <laughs> Imagine he comes regularly. He does the same thing. He does the same thing all the time. We didn't know he's a bit like loopy, yeah, innit? Yeah. So I'm looking outside and he's like, oh, look outside. Bro, this guy, basically, he's an anorexing Slim Shady, bro. <laughs> a white guy. <laughs> Guy, bro, comes and he's chatting to him. Bro, I was shocked. And he's, he's, he's like, bro, allow it, man. He's they stole, they, what did they, they stole the chair or something? They, just they ran took up a the chair. chair. <laughs> they took a chair. Wait, where's the shop? You know you know where Ali's Pizza and Co is? Yeah, yeah. Just down the road yeah. from there. Oh, okay, it's okay. called Burger something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That brother was like, he just had enough that day, bro. He's like, I'm done. Do you get me? But anyway, so going back to the social, let's just smoothly go, go to this whole charity because obviously you're dealing with so how long you been, so, okay, let me just line this up properly for you, bro. Yeah. So you've been involved in charity for as long as I've known you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, I don't want to gas you up and, yeah, yeah, and, and corrupt your, your, your intention. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do that, but we have to tell the people in it. Yeah. So I know you're involved in Unlawed Fun Day. Um, I'm pretty sure there's other things you're involved that I don't know about. Um, how did you get involved with charity, right? And how long you've been doing it? So with Charity Right, um, they've existed for about eight to nine years now. Um, so I got to know... He's gone in his charity voice now. <laughs> you, see, you see what happened, bro? Brothers and sisters. Um... Brothers. He invite, <laughs> when he invited us to that Charity Right event, it was a good event, yeah? Then he went on stage and says, brothers. <laughs> I don't do brothers. <laughs> I'm not that Algerian in that camp. No, you got a brothers. switch, bro. You got a switch. You got a switch. Like, you got a switch, though. And you know you what got a switch? Yeah, yeah. No. You, you yeah. have a switch on your brain yeah. that switches from Cockney to charity yeah. to uh, football. To football. Yeah. To, to but you know what happens when Earthfat chats, yeah? This is what happens to your pocket. It goes, starts to vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And you then the money starts coming wallet. out. The money starts coming out. <laughs> You just—it's automatic. Oh, you know what it is. Yeah? You know what it is. Yeah? You know when you're when you're doing. Ch- I'm, I'm gonna try not to do it now. Yeah, you know when you're doing charity stuff. Yeah. You kind of talk to so many different people from yeah. all walks of life. Like I've been today in Harrow. Yeah. Very affluent area at a school. Kids are coming to an extracurricular madrasa, and you can see all Teslas parked outside and all this. So when you're talking to the parents outside. They don't want to be talked to like that, mate. You know, like, well, so do you do charity, mate? What's, have you ever given any money to charity? They don't want to be talking to of like course, that. Of course, of course. And I think to try and keep it like uh, across the uh, across the like uh, a BBC board. news reader, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to you got to kind gonna of like them. you're not going to offend anyone. Yeah, you just yeah. got to keep it keep it like. Obviously, if I'm talking to my friends or something yeah. like that, I'm not going to speak to them. Like, but you know, funny enough, they they do say that to me as well. They say, in fact, when you start talking about charity, you turn like serious. And the truth of it is, because it, to me, thing, it though. is serious. Yeah, serious. It is serious to me because what I don't want to do is I don't want to come across like as if I'm making a, a mockery or, yeah, or, light or, 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 or light of the situation that I know that I'm part of. Yeah, you understand? Exactly, exactly. I'm trying to help that situation, not make it worse. And I think from the minute that you, not to say you can't laugh or, or joke here, yeah, you can, you could do all of those things, but I'm saying from the minute that you take it into that into the realms of a bit of a bit of a joke or a bit of a laugh or whatever, which you can do. I'm not saying you can't. It kind of goes into well, you're not serious about it, so like, and but you want me to be serious about it. So it's kind of like no, no, it, okay, it, okay, it, okay, it falls okay. in, it falls in. But why are you I, bringing it down for now, bro? But but uh, but Zach's <laughs> gonna quiet. He's gonna he's gonna start crying. 
Zach, <laughs> no. you know why, bro? My 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 money start just started. <laughs> I was about to donate, pocket, bro. Bro, I'm telling you now, I'm not leaving you here without any money. So this podcast ain't happening for free. There's there's, there's money's got to change hands today. today yeah, uh, you got to make us a link, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna so make it. Ramadan, link. seriously, bro. Make us. We'll a... get to the link part. Okay, part in us, a second, yeah. inshallah. But so, can I can I add something quickly before you you kind of antalak uh, like we said? Antalak, <laughs> Like, for me, it's it's more of a duty. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. that's for, I think sometimes we think it's, um, I hate, the word charity has almost been stained a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think charity, the word charity almost has that connotation of it's, it's like, do it. It's good if you do it, but if you don't, it's fine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that word. Mm-hmm. In a sense of, um, of what people could, like, it's your duty. You have to, uh, you should, if you've got something, you should give it. Does that make sense? So um, uh, let me get off my uh, milk carton box, whatever. Yeah. But honestly, well, like, on, uh, for me, it's always been that like, if you see someone in need, you should feel that it's your duty to help, isn't it? Um, but yeah, sorry, go and carry on with the charity, right? So so the existence, like I said, it was nine years. And I, I got involved with them, um, I think about seven, eight years ago when they did this, um, this, this really unique thing where they did a, a race around Europe in cars. So what they did is got people to sponsor a car, four or five brothers jumped in that car and they done a race around Europe and the winner of that race wins a Porsche, which was do- which was donated by a very reputable uh, company up in up, up in Yorkshire somewhere. And some somebody obviously along the along that route obviously won won that car. So one second, there's four mans in the car. And yeah. only one guy wins the Porsche. No, but the, the the whole idea, the whole concept was it that if they win the Porsche, they can either keep it, keep it amongst themselves, <laughs> sell it, they could do whatever they want with it, innit? So it's, right. it's their car, did they? But I'll tell you what happened with that car. Oh, go on, go on, go on. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened with <laughs> that car later on. That's a, that's a different... Actually, I'll tell you what happened right now. So the people who won the car, the people who won the car, actually, they're going to hate me for saying this, but the people who won the car, um, they wrote the car off. <sighs> yeah. What, on the way back? No, they wrote the car off. They basically, they got it back. Everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so they Bro, how are you writing off a Porsche ladder? So basically, the gu- one of the guys had the car in his safekeeping. He let his little cousin have a little test drive around the block. Oh. He took it to the first traffic light. And before you know it, the back spun out and he wrote the car off. What kind of Porsche was it, bro? It was a Porsche Boxster. Oh. It was a Boxster, yeah. Was it with the whale fin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So they he wrote the car off and he wasn't insured or nothing. It wasn't insured? No, no, it wasn't insured. insured. But that's what happens when you give four people a car, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it would have been better off to give it to one person. That's your car. Because yeah? you're insured. Yeah, exactly, bro. Because all four of them are going to say, well, I'm not insured. <laughs> exactly. I'm not insured. <laughs> exactly. Or I thought you insured it. No, yeah. I, I thought you insured it. <laughs> Oh, bro! So how 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 long after they won it did they did they I think write it, was it about, off? About three four months later. Oh my god! What a, what a shame! Yeah. Did yeah. they give Did they get money for it? And they could have donated know. that I money. Honestly, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they did. So that's how really I got I got to know those brothers. Um, and well, then did I'm you go on that trip as well? No, no, no. So how I got to know them was one of the brothers who was going in one of the cars. He said to me, bro, could you help me? Because I was fundraising before for other organizations, other other charities before, obviously working with Al-Nur, Jimas and all yeah, these guys. Yeah, sorry, Jimas. Yeah, yeah, so with these guys, we was doing all this stuff anyway. So I helped him fundraise. Alhamdulillah, I got to know the brothers who were behind the whole, the whole, the whole thing. So 
Then they kept on saying to me, look, bro, mashallah, you raised a lot of money. Why don't you come get involved with the charity and this and that and the other? And I, all the time you say, no, 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 bro, I'm not going to, because I'm, I'm, I'm working with other chari- another different, a different charity. I'm working with Al-Nur and whatever. I, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for this. And I kind of always used to put it off. And then in 2000, I think 14, I went with, um, uh, I went to Hajj with Sheikh Tawfiq. And Qadr Allah, Sheikh Tawfiq. Tawfiq yeah, he yeah. ended up in my room with me. And I can still remember that day when Sheikh Tawfiq was sitting in the room with me. And I think someone already prepped him before that he's, Urfat's going to be in the room with you. So what he did is he kind of, uh, he kind of got me on a V moment. You know, the, those vulnerable moments. You know, that vulnerable moment we spoke about before, you know, when Hajj yeah, is finished. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're really emotional. Right. So we're sitting in the room and Sheikh Tawfiq sitting on the bed. He said, um, he just went out, he just came up to me and goes, Surfat. What are you doing with your life? Oh, when he said that to me, life? I thought, uh, I said, Sheikh, what do you mean? He said, What are you doing with your life? What, what are you doing? What legacy are you going to leave behind? Oh, no. What are good people going to remember you for? Do you have a mic on, bro? No. And when he said all this, I thought, mm, mm, He's, he's going he's gonna, to, he's going like, he's gonna, he's gonna yeah. to annihilate me now. London Absa. But you know, <laughs> but the funny thing was, he didn't. He said, Look, you know what? I know there's people like you out there that can do a lot for Allah and his deen. So because of that reason, I'm going to give you this one opportunity. Why don't you come and get involved with charity, right? Look, we're helping feed children. It's not a complicated thing. Yeah, You're raising money to feed children. And you know what? When he said that to me at the time, obviously my iman was high, I just finished high. I thought, you know what? You're right. He there's gassed, something about this. Up, yeah, there's yeah. something about this. So anyway, lo and behold, I came back. I, you know, got hold of Sajjad and Azim and these guys. Sat down and 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 just one thing after the other after the other. You know, we we kind of um, we helped out with a few events, um, and then just got acquainted with each other. And then and and that's it. We just started raising money. Um, but alhamdulillah, you know, a lot of people they do say this. Uh, and a lot of people do think it So I'll kind of make it clear right now So it's on a podcast So that everyone everyone understands um, We're not paid by the charity You know we, we we don't get one penny from the charity We're just volunteers That's all we are We we Everything we do And everything we give For the charity For Allah's sake And Allah's sake only Yeah Not for the people Not for anyone else For Allah's sake We do everything for charity And alhamdulillah For that reason I'm, I'm a firm believer That Allah is merciful to me And merciful to anyone around us Who does this kind of work Whoever's getting paid for what they do is between them and Allah. How they justify what they don't do is between them and Allah. It's got nothing to so, do with me. So even admin and everything, oh, everyone, I'm sure you've got core costs that you have to keep the... No, the, the charity has got obviously a CEO and obviously people that work in admin, marketing, all that yeah. kind of stuff, at, at head office. Them guys are all paid. But anyone that's directly associated with me and with London um, that raises money for charity, right? Alhamdulillah, we are probably, by the mercy of Allah, we're, we're the highest fundraisers within charity right alone so the the london team and those people are my family my wife my children harris um and and a few other a few other brothers who right. you, you, you you've you flopped it now bro why because you've not mentioned a few people now they're gonna catch feelings bro no 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 bro Muhammad tra- Jakriya. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Jakriya. abdullah yeah no, no, there, there is bro look i can't mention everyone's names yeah, yeah. but obviously there's you know who you are yeah, yeah they everyone knows who they are Everyone knows who what they've done for the charity and and and, and what support and help they've given. So we're basically charity, right? Just to give you a little background on it, um, we're a charity that doesn't dig wells. Okay, we're a charity that don't build mosques, don't build orphanages. And I I know a lot of people say to us, "Oh, bro, man, you don't even dig wells, man. Oh, bro, like, bro, are you doing anything in Palestine? 
Bro, you doing anything in Syria? <laughs> no, because we're not a relief charity. We don't do relief work. We don't go to war-torn countries and do relief work. What we do is when the when the people who have do relief work and Allah Mabarak, there's mashallah some fantastic charities out there that do this kind of stuff. Loads and loads of them. You probably see them in Ramadan more so than any other time. These charities do that work. What we do is the work that happens afterwards. When those charities are gone, we do the work after, which is we go in and we support those families and those children with food packs or food on a regular basis. So we don't bring on a child into the charity that we give them food, take pictures with them, make, you know, feeds and then, and uh, you know, on Instagram, whatever. And then, and we walk away. No, we take that child from infancy all the way thing. to adulthood, all the way through. Mm, good. And, and how we do that is we provide meals in schools. Okay. So we, the sustainable product uh, 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 program for us is that we open schools in these areas, which are areas where hardly anyone goes. So in the remote areas of Sudan, like I told you before, yeah. Yeah, in those areas where there's still mud huts, where people have been living for 50, 60 years after the wars in, in, you know, so in, in Ethiopia, Eritrea and all those countries. And these are all the refugees that have come and resided there. So these are the kind of people we help. These people who have got no schooling and nothing else. So we've gone there, opened up schools. We've got, and the, we incite those children to come to those schools by providing them food. Because when they're at home, they ain't getting no food There's no food going to come there So the only way they're going to get any food Is if they walk two miles, three miles Sometimes 10, 15 miles To go to a school um, Have education And, and as well as as well as well um, have, have two or two or three meals uh, Three meals a day And the meals themselves uh, Muhammad, So they have breakfast, lunch and dinner Yes Okay So, so And we've got, we've got uh, full-time cooks that uh, cook on site what okay. kind of food are they, are they getting? So I was going to come to that. We we also, one of the things that we do, because we only do meals. So we mm. want to be, we want to strive for excellence with meals. Okay. We don't want to just go there and say, right. Okay. Just give everyone rice, Army give everyone food, oil. Right. You know, we don't yeah. want to do that. So what we do, we do BMIs. On What's all the, that? We do, oh, body mass. In yes. The, okay, so yeah. all the kids are checked. So you can see roughly in those areas, what, what they, what nutrition they're lacking. Yeah. So then from that, we can, uh, you know, determine whether it's, you know, they, they, they need rice, they need lentils, do they need milk, do they need water, do they, you know, whatever they need, inshallah, that is the, the nutritional meal that we provide to those children and to their families. That's how we, that's how we provide it. We don't just give them a blanket, you know, um, meal pack and say, look, yeah, take this and that's going to work for so you. So why, why did you guys decide to do that then? Like just to, why did you go, uh, have this approach? Yeah, why food? No, no, no. As I mean, like, why did so instead of giving them a generic pack with like like say rice oil why did you choose this specific route because we because our focus generally is on children and getting them to school you can see a lot of the children they're malnourished they're malnourished for a reason so they're not there's loads of sons they're not going to get a lack of vitamin d are they so then there is certain things that the doctors when they originally went out there because we took doctors in the beginning right, so right. when the doctors first went out there they saw that these are the nutritional needs that these children will need. Because, bro, some of these children have never seen milk. Wow. They've never seen milk. They don't even know what milk is. So what do they drink? Bro, water. Nothing so they have else. livestock? No livestock, nothing? Nothing. In Sudan, there's hardly any livestock. Bro, the only livestock you see in Sudan is probably in places like Kesala, not in the camp areas, you don't see them. Or you'll see livestock that have probably being brought down to the camps and they've died on the way. And you just see corpses on the floor. It's bare desert and yeah. hot. Why? And why? It's baking hot. It's desert land. 
all of the the crop areas or the the areas where think the agri- agriculture kind of yeah, yeah it's is infertile or the rich sudanese they've they've cultivated the land taken the money and they've gone so the only the only uh, food that these guys would were, were getting at the time is you know the the residue of the wheat that was left behind that they were picking making into you know into their own uh, into food themselves and bringing it back to their into their camps that's it that's what they were getting but you got to remember, Muhammad, that a lot of these children from eight years ago to now, a lot of them, alhamdulillah, have grown up. But the beauty of it is they also, a lot of them are doing uh, uh, Islamic studies as well as Quranic studies, memorizing Quran. We have hundreds and hundreds of Hafad that have come out of the, the camps of Sudan who their parents, because those, those places have um, food in their schools, their parents are coming from 20, 30 miles away from different camps and leaving them at the schools and saying, look, Sheikh, you just look after them. I'm leaving them here. So those, those schools turned into orphanages. So now those children live on site. And you know, one of the beautiful things, I, I know I'm touching on Sudan quite a bit, but it kind of touches my heart when I, when I talk about Sudan because they don't have Qurans. They actually are memorizing the Quran by writing it on, with, oh, the, the, on the wood. But that's like the traditional way to traditional do it, way of learning, yeah. yeah, and that's how they learn in Quran. But alhamdulillah, the charity as well with some of the ambassadors and stuff, they've got um, uh, you know people that have come in and said, look, you know, if these children do memorize Quran, then their education from college and university onwards will be free uh, from the government. They will provide that for them, which is again, like I said, it's a sustainable product that these guys can go away, study, get education, and come back and 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 with money or whatever help those. Help those people back there. But again, Muhammad, a lot of this. You might want to break a fast, bro. Is it time? Is it time? Yeah, it's 7.40. Oh. Talking about food, mashallah, and we are. Let's go. There you go, Af. Zach, you got yeah. dates? You got dates, yeah? This is uh, exclusive, bro. First one, yeah? First one, bro. Bismillah. Yeah. You want that uh, breaks it open? Hmm? Are you the person that breaks the date all open? No, I'll bite into it, bro. Say no. How'd you want? Um, these are my ones, bro. The jewels are the best one, bro. You can't go wrong with you. Mmm. One another one. Mmm. It makes, it makes wonderful um, audio. Yeah, it does actually, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about these dates, bro. Yefa dates from Palestine, bro. MashaAllah. Bro, you know, when I first, I used to have um, Degelet Noor. No Degelet Noor? No. It's like a specific date from Algeria. I think something. Degla means like a... It's proper... Uh, it's like sugar, bro. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really... Bro, I'm going to get rinsed, bro. Yeah. They're wet, bro. <laughs> um, but I don't really like them, bro. You don't? Nah, not the glitnor. Anyway, like those those type of like sugary. Hmm. But when I tasted this one, I never These used to nice eat dates. Like, yeah. They're very nice. They're very nice. My jewel is like they're called the king of dates, isn't it? Uh-huh. Mm. Mohammed gets the Israeli ones. Stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, bro. I went to his fridge, bro. Full of Israeli dates. <laughs> no, no, I believe that. 
It's from the actual ID episodes as well. Yeah. <laughs> we ordered it straight from them. Stuff from them. Do you actually like look out for that kind of stuff, yeah? What the, no. But how can we buy dates? No, no. Do you actually when you when you see dates, do you actually look at it and see, hold on, does it say it's made in Israel? Yeah. yeah. You I was in to buy it. Yeah, but no. I've never bought dates from a supermarket. Don't even though. try it, bro. This guy said defame me. I don't buy his <laughs> dates. No, do you? I didn't say that. He's saying that. No, I know he's saying it, but I'm saying, do you actually look at the dates <clears throat> when you're buying them and see, does it say... I only buy dates that I know are not Israeli dates, bro. Okay, okay. What about you? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> hey, listen, before people start to believe it, I'm joking. I'm joking. It doesn't. This guy, bro. I only buy, uh, there's two, there's two, there's Yeffa and then there's, um, what's the other one, man? Oh, the one I, I get a massive box. You know the ones that? Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the main what one, bro. Called, man? Ajwa. No, bro. No, oh, the company. The Majul dates. Majul by, um. What are they called, man? Oh. By Charity Right. Let's just say it's Charity Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say it's Charity Right. <laughs> We're going to have to pause it here, bro. And carry on. Primarily, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's pause. We'll come back. We're gonna pray more. Everyone, come back. And we're back. Broke our fast, prayed. This is uh, the first, the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's day one of Ramadan as well. So, inshallah, bring more barakah, inshallah, bro. Inshallah. So, if you were saying so about Sudan, like it was very close to your heart and stuff, yeah, well. Give me your first impressions when you first went abroad. And we talked about this before, but if you can just elaborate on this, on the level of poverty and your experience with that and how, how did that affect you and so on. So, so firstly, Mohammed, I, I would definitely say that everyone in their lifetime, you know, you know Muslim or non-Muslim, should go and experience something like that for themselves only because it will open your eyes to the reality of life that you know you do not appreciate or you could never appreciate everything or even the most smallest thing that you have in your life until you see someone who forget has it probably never seen it or never even heard of it give me an example bro and I, i'll give an example of that is that you know being being obviously a Pakistani origin myself, being to Pakistan loads of times, yeah? You think of Pakistan as being like an okay, so affluent country, it's got money, business, you know, there's, there's industry. There's a lot going on in Pakistan. But I never ever thought there would be, ex- I knew there was poverty, definitely. There would be everywhere, okay? There's even poverty here, Yeah. okay? But I didn't think there would be extreme poverty to the way I saw it. And that is like going to a, a place called Tar just on the outsides of Karachi, where there's people there who had never, ever seen a plane. They don't even know what a plane is. They didn't even know who the prime minister of the country was because they don't have radio, TV, newspapers. They don't have any of that stuff. So when you see, I know that doesn't sort of equate to extreme poverty only, but they don't have water for miles. They don't have any food. The only food that they have is what they get from handouts. That's it. There's not even a place for the men to go and work. That's how difficult it is. So it kind of opens your eyes when you're there yourself and you see these children 
you know, with the with the some of the children with their stomachs, you know, full of air and and, and gas and the, and, and the, like the extremely you know big in size, but the legs are really really, really thin and shrunk, and they and, and the rest of their body are, bodies are shrunk. You talk us through their day to day, bro, man. But you couldn't. It's just those kids are just, bro, at the end of the day they have Allah, and most of those people. If you try to if you try to talk to them and try to help them, the the one thing that a lot of them say, and it doesn't matter whether they're there or they're in any country, the ones I've experienced, they all say the same thing. They say that you know what we have Allah, we have survived this long because of Allah, and we will survive till Allah wants us to survive. If Allah doesn't send you, Allah will send someone else. You need to be the one that's thankful to Allah. Shut up, Google man. Is that, my Google? Is that your Google or my Google? Sorry, man. Just, let me just uh, put it on something. Go on, carry on. You, you, they, they say to us that you, um, you are the ones that need to understand that Allah's put you in that situation, not us. Because we're in the situation we're in and Allah's going to look after us. But you are the ones who have got the money. You are the ones that are living a good life. And it's whether you want to separate yourself away from that life and that dunya and everything that all the all the glitz and the glamour that it comes with and want to give back something in return to something that Allah has asked you to do. And this is a little bit sometimes a bit hard to understand, but there's a reason why there's a reason why Allah has emphasized to to his creation about feeding the poor. There's a reason why that is. There's a reason why the people of Jahannam will be asked, why did they enter Jahannam? Amongst many other things that they will say that they did not do in terms of their religion, but one of the one of the prominent things they will say is that we were not from people who fed the poor. We didn't feed the poor. Now, if Allah is giving you this opportunity to give sadaqah, then what's holding you back? Why are you sitting there right now thinking, I can't give why is it such a, a, a hard thing for someone to think, I can't give 50 pence or a pound? And look, there are, alhamdulillah, there's very rich Muslims around the world who do give. There's no doubt. And there's people who are not, you know, sort of mega rich, but they also give. There are people out there. But there are some that think, you know what, I can't. I can't. Because they, they, have, this, they have this feeling inside them that stops them. Because they're thinking, you know, if I give this now, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna struggle myself. But when I'm not the one promising it to you, I'm not the one saying to you, Muhammad. Look, if you give, you know, fifty pounds towards this child's food for the, you know, for six months of its living, you know, that I'm gonna return something to you, or I'm gonna give you hundred pound back at the end of the month. I'm not doing that to you. This is coming from the Lord who you who you pray to, the one that you worship. He's the one saying it to you, not me. He's the one that's going to give you this in, in, in abundance back to you, not me. So yes, maybe I may be the means to ask, but ultimately it's going to come from Allah. But also, I mean, I come where I read somewhere, it says that maybe you've been blocked from giving money. Yes, some people are. Genuinely, like, some you know, people are. You don't are. deserve to give money. Yeah, some people genuinely are. Muhammad, look, I've been in fundraisers where you're, you're, you're in an audience and you might have 300 people there. And you're asking them, you're appealing to them for, you know, in Ramadan time to asking, because, you know, in Ramadan time, the charity, we go to different, different massages and ask, you know, uh, do donation collecting and stuff like that there. 
So you're standing in an audience and you're asking for money and no one, no one is being receptive to it. Maybe because they don't want to do it in the open. We understand that. Yeah. It's not a problem. Okay. And maybe, you know, they want to keep everything secret and, you know, just give it to you behind the scenes. That's not a problem whatsoever. But then there's also people who should encourage others, you know, put their hands up or, or whatever, whatever means the, the charity is using. Use that medium, you know, to encourage others. But brother, wallahi, I've been in places where we've been asking for 15 minutes and no one's putting their hand up. And by Allah, we've left the, the, the stage and we've gone off. We've gone to the back. And you'll have one guy, which we had a few years ago in a masjid in, 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 in Slough. He said, brother, you know, I was just making wudu. I didn't hear everything you said because I wasn't in the hall. But I heard you say there's an orphanage in Bangladesh for orphan girls. How many girls are there? We said about 300 girls. He said, how much does it cost to run the whole school for the entire year? We said, we was asking for 12,000 pounds. He said, brother, I'll give you the whole 12,000 pounds. Allahu Akbar. You see, when Allah wants you to, for it to come through you, it doesn't matter whether you're in the hall or whether you're on the other end of a line. It doesn't matter. Allah knows that you are the one that's going to give it. Alhamdulillah, the following week we went back. He gave us the full 12,000 pounds and said, look, this is, for, this, is, this is for the school. And he said, but what I want you to do also is every year, I want you to let me know about this school. Because mm. inshallah, I, I, would, I, would, I would look after this school. Wallahi, we don't know who he is, where he's come from, what business he's got where he acquires his wealth, but this is what he wants to do. And what I'm trying to get at is that Allah has chosen his, its people. Whether you like to be chosen or not, Allah has chosen its people. Uh, there are people that are going to work in Allah's, in Allah's cause. And there are hundreds, if not thousands of in the charity sector. You know, and I know there's a lot of people that have got this kind of stereotypical thought process that, oh, look, you know, they're taking big wages and they do. Akhi, wallahi, you need to see some of the work that they do. Sitting on your couch, thinking that such and such person is standing in a country, I don't know, say in Sudan or, 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 or Lebanon or whatever, and he's got all the, the creature comforts of your sofa, your sky, sports channels and everything. He hasn't. But also, sometimes the easiest thing is to donate. Yeah. The because, easiest thing is yeah, to donate. The easiest thing. Yeah. Instead of catching a plane, going there doing all the due diligence and also have the responsibility of your neck to make sure that money goes 100%. in. 100%. The easiest thing is just to give the money, bro. Muhammad, I'm not lying. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, when you go to a lot of these deployments, one of the first things that is spoken about, I know definitely spoken about it with charity, right, is that is, is about your niya, your intention. Yeah. Why are you here? If, you're come, if you've come there because you, you know, just want a holiday, then you're in the wrong place. So, you know, your, your, your intention checking is done from the beginning. Yeah. So once your intention checking is done and you're there for that purpose and that reason, everything else, alhamdulillah, just falls kind of hand in hand with everything that you're doing. And ultimately, no one's doing it for, I mean, Allah knows best whether people are or not. I personally don't think, and you know, even from the whole football scenario, I did say to you, like, I'm not, I, I don't like to be uh, one of those people that's always pointing fingers at people. Uh, you know, I think we need to be an ummah of people that encourages each other, helps each other, not always pointing fingers at each other. And these people, when they go out, they take, they take their own time, holidays from, from work or, or, or whatever they're doing, their businesses or whatever. They use their own money. They go out to these places because they truly want to make a change in someone's life. And ultimately, you know what they want to do? And this is a thing that everyone overlooks. 
they want to make a change in their own lives. Mm. Because what they're not going to do is only going to give the food pack and walk away from it. No, they're making an investment for their akhirah. You know, you said earlier on that you don't like the word charity. Nor do I. I don't like the word charity. Because it kind of, it gives it this kind of like a, like we said earlier on, we was talking off air about, you know, this begging kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But this is not that. This is an investment. This is truly an investment. It's not just an investment for the person you're giving it to, but it's an investment for you. Because these small things, they'll change your life. And these small investments are are those investments that when you meet Allah, and truly everyone's going to meet Allah one day. When you meet Allah, these investments are what's going to count. Yeah, when you cash it in, bro. Yeah, these investments will, will count. Because otherwise, you'll be sitting there, like I said, on the couch, thinking that, you know what, why is he doing that? Why is he on Instagram? Why is he doing this? Why, 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 why? And that is where it comes down to where, you know, Allah has put a block on certain people and they just can't go because their mindset doesn't let them get involved. Their mindset doesn't let them get involved. It's it's that easy, Muhammad, it's that easy for us three right now to leave here and go to a, a local restaurant, just open our fast, go to a restaurant, have a meal to eat. Okay, and one of us will turn around and say, or maybe all of us, you know what? I got the bill on this one. Yeah. I, I got the bill on this one. I got the bill. Bro, how easy is it to do that? You tell me yourself, how easy is it? Very easy. But how easy is it to say that, you know what? You know, for this month, I ain't going out for a meal. I ain't going out for a meal with anybody. Because you know my 20, 30, 40, 50 pound I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use for that meal? I'm going to give it to a child who possibly could get trafficked, abducted for body parts, or all types of things, sold, you know, to a, a, for someone from a different country. You're going to give up that that money for that person or for that child, and you're going to change that the 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 circle that cycle of life that child's going through. You're going to change that. And bro, 120 pounds to look after a child in any of those countries that I mentioned to you to give them meals for the entire year. It's not a lot of money, bro. Work it out in coffees. Yeah. Work it out in coffees. It's not a lot of money, and we're spending it all the time. So everyone, you know, I, I was talking to a brother the other uh, the other day, you know, he's a, he goes back to the sort of gym life and stuff. Yeah? And he was saying to me, oh, bro, you know what? You know, I've been going to the gym and, you know, I've been I've been putting the weights in and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I've been eating this supplement and that supplement. And, you know, I, you know, I, my 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 food intake's gone up and, uh, I, you know, I, I spend about like 30, 35 pound a day on, on my food. And I'm looking at him thinking, like, you are so excited by what you're doing to yourself. Could you imagine if you put even a little bit of that excitement into helping someone else? Where you could take that. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's sometimes easier to lift the weight, a dead weight of the floor, but lift the weight of shaitan from your head to get him out of your head to think that, you know what, I'm not going to go into poverty. That's the weight everyone needs to lift. Mm. That's the major weight. Get that weight off your head and think, you know what, I'm going to make a change. What's funny is that <clears throat> we've seen it across the world, bro. Like, for example, Syria. Yeah. They were a developed, developing, developed country, bro. It's not, Syria had a civilization way before any, any country in the West. Damascus, bro. If you look, if you look back the civilization. Yeah, yeah. And, and the civilization that came and went. Um, Iraq. 
They call it the the what's it called the crucible, is it the the crucible of civilization or something like that? Yeah. Now you look at Syria. One night they were just normal. Next day they were refugees, bro. It just yeah. it happened like that. Yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. Look at Ukraine now. Yeah. You you ask any European right now that comes out of those areas, and you ask them that, did you ever think this could happen there? Yeah. And they say no. So it could happen to anyone. But like, I'll give you an example. This cost of living crisis, bro. Yeah. They're saying, what, £600 uh, increase in energy prices now. And another £600 in October. That's £1,200. That's gone up. Now, there's some people that were living on the line. Now, that's pushed them into poverty now, bro. Yeah. Relative poverty. So, so, so Mohammed, yeah. you're not just going on to that yet. Yeah. I, I remember uh, a few years ago when, when NZF first came out, National yeah. Zakat Foundation, yeah, yeah. yeah, when they first came out. A lot, because they're directly affiliated with charity, right? Because they come from the same sort of root root source, yeah? From Sheikh Tafiq and stuff. Yeah. People were saying, when we was promoting it, people were saying, oh, bro, why are we giving zakat in the UK? Yeah. What's the reason for giving zakat in the UK, bro? There's like, there's benefits here. There's everything here. Why do we need to give zakat here? Now, go and ask that question. Go and ask that question to those people who are on the poverty line now, who can't pay their bills, who can't ch- uh, give their kids a, a meal, a, you know, two or three meals a day. Go and ask those people now. And there's going to be a lot more of them. There's going to be a lot more of yeah, them coming 100%, up now. 100%. I mean, the charity was giving out in the first, in the infancy years, two to three million pounds in zakat within the UK. I mean, they're like a five million pound charity now. Could you imagine where they're going to be in the next two to three years with all of this, all of these, um, the, the fuel crisis right now? Where are they going to be? Crazy, bro. So that's why, you know, this is the reason why Allah in his wisdom and this is why our religion, mashallah, is so beautiful is these things were thought about 1400 years ago where things like zakat were there for a reason. Why sadaqah is seen as something so big. Bro, they went to war over zakat. That's right. <laughs> they went to war over it because one. I remember uh, when the Rasul passed away, there's a tribe of the Arabs that they said that we only pay zakat to Rasulullah. Yes, right. And Abu Bakr Siddiq, may Allah have mercy on him, said, I will go to war on this one. Because this is something that that Rasulullah personally, who am I to, to that's number one. Number two, it's, 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 a, it's a one of the five pillars. Bro. But what, what, what's interesting is when you look at poverty, wherever you see poverty, you'll see the opposite. Like you see people exploiting. Yeah. So, for example, you look at what's happening in the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people have been pushed into poverty, but a hell of a lot of people made so much money. Money, yeah. Like, I I heard that there's been, come with how many countless billionaires made in in, in the whole pandemic. Yeah, the millionaires became billionaires, didn't they? You look at, but I'm sure in Sudan, you look, there's there's a humanitarian crisis. I'm sure there's, if you follow the money, you'll find... And I was listening to LBC this morning, yeah? And they were talking about um, aid, yeah? So they were saying, why should we give aid to Pakistan? Why should we give aid to... Um, they named a few other countries because they're not being they're not being outspoken against Russia, yeah? Because of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. So... For, 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 I used to think, why do, why do countries give aid? I remember when Bangladesh gave aid to, I can't remember which, Bangladesh, bro. Can you imagine? I remember watching, reading, um, I think it was 
some European country. Oh, it was the um, the you know the when um, the fire the the citadel or something. Or the it was the Notre Dame. Not uh, you know yeah, fire yeah. in France. Yeah, bro. yeah. The they fr- gave they gave, uh, yeah, they gave aid, money, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it's but don't quote me on this. But I know it was a country that had their own issues. But anyway, like I, they were they were talking about humanitarian. So they were like, you know why people give? You know why countries give humanitarian aid? It's it's a it's a form of control, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's a political game. Yeah, because you say we're going to give you this much, but you have to do X, Y, and Z. So it's more, it's not really humanitarian. And what will happen is that money that they give that has to be distributed by certain charities. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Those charities yeah, are yeah. the ones that so it becomes an industry now. Yeah, yeah. You think like 150 billion given to this, or 10 billion given to that, a million, 500 million given here. You think to yourself, where does this money go? Like, but this money is being spent to to for the interests of that country, man. Mm-hmm. So if America gives aid to somewhere, it's because it wants a controlling interest in that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you see, like, like you think to yourself, Subhanallah, bro, how is it that we've this is the most advanced we've been in the history of the humanity, and we haven't solved something as simple as hunger, bro? Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's it's uh, sometimes it, it's nuts, bro. Yeah, yeah, Elon yeah, Musk bro. recently. Come on, can you bring up the article, bro? He called. Like, I don't know what the guy's about, but um, one guy tweeted. He said, "If you just paid your taxes, yeah, we'd be with taxes that you pay, we'd be able to eradicate world hunger." It was like something like six billion or something. Wow. And then he goes, "Right, okay, I'll give you six billion. How are you gonna solve world hunger, bro?" Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's like how. Because it's not just money, in it. Like money can help. Like for example, what Chari are doing, it's gonna it's gonna benefit those kids, and and it's much needed. Does that make sense? But you got to look what where, like what needs to change in us in the world. Like you said, bro, how is it that you can't? You know, it's a mentality, bro. It's the, it's the mentality thing. But you know, the thing is, I think a lot of people don't understand as well is that we we we, we I don't know whether the right word to use is claim, but we. We say that we are, you know, believers in Allah and we use, you know, our Prophet Muhammad as our, as, as our guidance. Yeah? yeah. But then if if that is our guidance, then why don't we use him to guide us? Yeah. Did the Prophet Sallallahu never give in charity? Did he never help the poor or the needy? Of course he did. Can yeah. I ask a question? Though? You went oh. to Pakistan, yeah. Those people that were living in, in, in the desert, you were saying. Yeah, not in the desert, but what was that place called again? Thari, yeah. Thari. It's a desert. Yes, yeah, a desert, yeah. Why aren't the Pakistani government helping them? Bro, you know the, tr- the the truth of it is that they've... I know it's a very simplistic question, bro, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm sure it's got a very complex answer. No, I don't think or maybe it's I'm complex. being naive, innit? Do you know no, what I'm saying? I don't think it's complex. I think, I think Pakistan as a country has got its own sort of inner conflict within the sort of political parties. Um, but that's not politics though It's people starving isn't it Yeah but the problem is That when you're not affiliated To a certain area Like, it's like I'll give you an example yeah um, The governments in this country They have strongholds In certain areas Of this country Don't they yeah So you'll see That those areas Will always be the The ones that are Part of that party will be the affluent areas. Like to- Tories and yeah, and Labour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the roads will always be the best. The signboarding will be the best. The the, the road um, cleansiness will be the best. The housing will be the best. It will always be like that. And everything else will kind of like be left to the backburners, you see. Very sim- sim- similar kind of thing. They are helping to a certain degree, but how much are they helping? 
what political gain is it giving them? Not much really, is it? So if there's no also it's, it's naive to think everything is centralized, isn't it? Yes, it's it not. doesn't come from central government all the time. Bro. No, it it's doesn't. not like a dictatorship. Well, not even a dictatorship. You'd have to have a dictatorship to, to run it like that. Yeah, like, that's right. Like you push one button and it, and it, and it works. But that's we right. know that in, in, in countries, especially as big as Pakistan, sometimes you look at some provinces, Imran Khan's got no say in it, bro. In a sense of, in a sense of like locally, like how things get done locally. Yeah. I mean, if, if we say that, I mean, Dhaka is the is the capital city of Bangladesh. Yeah. Would you come out of Dhaka airport, which is very, very affluent, there's slums that spread about six, seven miles just outside the airport. So now we have to ask ourselves this question. How can the government allow that to happen? It's crazy. Why? I don't know, bro. Why is there why is there young girls that get picked up off the streets? Why is there kids who are like three years old cleaners on roads? Why? What is the what is the what is the gain in that? But this is the thing, isn't it? Not anyone is going to be able to change everything. Yeah, of course. But everyone can change something. But look at look look at in in England. Yeah, how have they got to the point where poverty is? There's a minimum poverty, right? There's you're not going to see someone who's who's starving. You're gonna, there's gonna be you, you could go in any any charity or walk into there's cafes there if you say you're homeless they'll feed you bro. they'll feed you yeah yeah, yeah there's food banks bro there's food banks there's do you know what I'm saying bro they've can't I'm not saying it's perfect yeah but you're not gonna find someone out here there's good there's he's gonna starve to death bro yeah but that's because this country's got it's a benefit state isn't it this is it yeah so Bangladesh Pakistan especially Muslim countries. And these, these, a lot of Muslim countries are like the natural resources. It's, it's funny when you look at a lot of the countries that are poor have got a lot of natural resources, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but where is all that natural resource? It's been sold off to the, this, to, to the, to the powers above. And then they it? talk about colonial, like, oh, colonialism happened. Like I was, I was watching something the other day about the East India Dot Company. Have you heard of it? No. Bro, the most corrupt they they basically they sell gunpowder and all that gunpowder tea. They, yeah, they, tea. They, look into it, bro. Yeah, I'll look into it. And it, these people like did they, any any sort of conflict? They're behind it. Wow. So especially any, in Africa, in in Africa, like gold, diamonds, gunpowder, tea, China with tea, like all the major trade routes. But they've got their fingers in it. But they used to the the the, the king in England. Used to, bruv, they used to, he used to owe them money, bruv. Biggest pirate, bruv. Wow. So, the, and, and these people are like slavery, all this stuff. Um, Where are they based? Bruv, in, in Greenwich somewhere. No, no, no. East yeah. India Dock, bruv. East yeah. India Docks. In Greenwich, there's a whole. So, that, that whole thing is theirs, is it? So, so it's in Wapping, you know, Wapping, yeah, Wapping that, yeah. those areas, bro. In, in Greenwich, there's a whole uh, museum about the East Indian Docks. Yeah. I don't know. So, my, my, I just watched the documentary the other day about it. Um, I go there quite a lot, but the 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 history behind that company, if you look into it and and their and their roots, I give you an example. There's, Lehman, that, there's that show Taboo. That's yeah, yeah, the, that's right. East India Dots. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, uh, Lehman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Lehman Brothers was a bank. Yeah? yeah, you know how they made their money? Slavery, bro. That's how they, like we forget. Like I'm sure there's companies now that have been around for. If you look at the companies that have been around for two, three hundred years, 
Yeah, they must have started with something. They like must that. have started somewhere. Like their their money's tainted, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like um, I read the other day that um, I know we're kind of diverting a little bit, but but when when slavery was abolished, yeah, England, the the people that owned slaves, they re they they actually gave them what's the word compensation, bro. Wow. Because they've made it illegal. They say oh, you can't make money on it. Now we, we, we we're going to give you a compensation. And oh, I think it's in 2012. When That's probably their, their way of saying sorry, isn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine? They, not the slaves, bro. They give them slave owners <laughs> compensation. <bro. laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? So, and then let alone, you look at, for example, Sudan. Sudan was uh, was part of the British Empire, bro. Right? Yeah. They fought against them. Uh, they fought for uh, the fame. Fa There's but a famous mo film about mo most of most of those countries are in the same boat when it comes to that kind of stuff. But the thing is that what do you mean? You know, they're all part of the British yeah, Empire. Yeah, if they? you look yeah. at Bangladesh, Pakistan, yeah. India, uh, who else? Where else did you go? Yemen. Yemen yeah. was part of the. They, they were they colonized Yemen for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. Uh, who, where else? Uh, I don't think they went in. I don't think they were in part of Somalia, were they? Mm. We're working. I know in, Kenya. Malawi. Yeah, probably Malawi, Zimbabwe. Anyway, they speak English, yeah? yeah? Now, the thing is, has there any, has there, name me one country that England have gone in and colonized that is better off now? Probably zero. Maybe Canada. But Canada's not, Canada's kind of a, a weird one. Name me one country that could. I'm trying to think. I, don't, I can't think of any. Oh, there's Canada, Florida, British Guyana, Barbados, no, no, that's better. That's Gambia, better. Gold Coast, Southwest Africa. Rhodesia, Uganda, Kenya, Sudan, Egypt, India, Burma, Brunei, Singapore, Malaya, Hong Kong. Well, Malawi. There's, there's, there's. So they, they, so think about this, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's embarrassing, bro. This, and then, then they get confused when they went to Jamaica. They told them to, to yeah, burn your life. To, 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 told, told them to get out. <laughs> get out, yeah. man. <laughs> They're like, huh? How come? <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I'm cool, bro. You know when I saw that, I actually thought, whoa, wow. At least someone stood up for their That's rights. That's a big it? thing, bro. And who else? Who, who else was Jamaica? Who else were? Um, uh, who, who who got? Uh, I think it's Barbados that that cut their ties from the Commonwealth. I think I can't remember. But bro, it's about time, bro. Yeah. And you be like, but they're still making money off it now. I wonder how this Commonwealth thing. Did they pay a fee, like a membership fee or they something? They probably must be a membership fee, yeah. Like a certain percentage of the GDP goes to the crown or something, bro. Probably, yeah. So you look, so so obviously like, and you look at Muslim countries, for example, where Islam was, it's only improved, bruv. If you look at where they were before yeah, yeah, and yeah. after, does that make sense? Yeah. But the thing is, these, these countries will have some sort of an uprising themselves. But the problem is that the, the, the influence of the West on the sort of rich people of these countries lures them here yeah you understand and what the you light you know like for example you know we're talking about sudan and we're talking about the rich people of sudan yeah what do they what, what do they do they don't live in sudan do they they oh, live yeah. in america they yeah, live in the yeah. uk you know they're all on edgeway road they, they're in places like that yeah, yeah they're not living there but obviously they've got property land cultivation they've got everything over there you know they're sudanese people in edgeway road are probably the only ones that drive around in rolls royces because they've got all that money, haven't they? Well, if that's what the that's what the British did, bro. Yeah, yeah. What they do is they write. They're, okay, right. We 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 give power to the ruling class. It's like they they make a class system, innit? So you got the ruling class. 
they're in power. And to this day, bro, you look at, for example, people from Silla and people from Dhaka, bro. Yeah. This is kind of like power struggle, isn't it? Power you've struggle got, between the both. You've got yeah. the guys in the government. Like, I don't know too much about Bengali politics, but I'm pretty sure it works like that, bro. You've got the, the ruling class, the people that yeah, rule yeah. over the country, and then everyone else. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. any any country, you, where, where the British would they, they split them up and then in that turmoil just they have to have to have turmoil in order to control them, bro. You know the thing is, you know, to understand politics, you have to be on the inside of it, yeah. not on the outside, because no one really knows from the outside what's going on in the We're inside. We're just shooting breeze, bro, yeah, right yeah. now. But the, what we do know for a fact is, yeah, we do know for a fact is, how can their people be starving? Like literally not being able to eat. Yeah, and and um, I, I, I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing the the the, the food part of it is only one part, bro. You're yeah. talking about people getting their organs harnessed. Yeah, uh, sex trafficking. What else? Any anytime there's vulnerable people, there's gonna yeah. they're gonna be exploited, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so talk to more kind of other issues that you guys have to like, kind of like witness or circumvent almost. Like we're trying to get. Literacy, obviously, like literacy. Yeah. Um, Major lack of education. Uh, what else? Like uh, but Muhammad's AIDS got, and all that, like, you know, disease, basically. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these problems stem from the fact that um, a lot of these children, especially who we kind of focus on, are only in this state because maybe their father's passed away or both parents have gone and they've been looked after by someone else so, and what, what, someone what, else has neglected them. So I'll give you an example, yeah. What, why would their parents pass away? Dis- disease. Disease, like yeah, sickness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what kind of, of disease is like? Bro, we, well, I mean, in, in those countries, water is a major problem. So cholera. It, yeah, and yeah and cholera, malaria. So prevent, yeah. all preventable diseases. All bro. preventable diseases, yeah. I mean, but you could see in, in those countries there have been some sort of um, improvement over as years have gone on where the likes of Oxfam and charities yeah. like this have gone out and, and helped with um, medical care and stuff like this. And even some Muslim charities, you know, they've, they've done a lot of good work, set up good hospitals and stuff like this. But the problem is, again, it goes back to that same thing, isn't it? That the money's got to come from somewhere to be able to provide the medicine to run those hospitals yeah, yeah. or have the medicine in those hospitals. You know, someone turns around like and says, look, I want to I wanna dig a well and in like in a village and it's going to now give water to, I don't know, three, four hundred people in that village. But all it takes is for, a you know, someone to walk uh, like a cow to go to it and knock the well over and the well's gone. And, and the well's finished. Well, who's going to go and fix it? Who's going to pay for it again? And the maintenance. Of yeah, who's going to do yeah. the maintenance of it? That's not going to happen. So this is the reason why I think, well, one of the reasons why Charity Right focus on the one thing that kind of helps you know your 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 mindset, and that's that's nutrition. It's food, isn't it? Yeah. Once you go, that's the basic. Uh, yeah, that's the basic low need, isn't it? Of needs, the, is 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 nutrition, yeah. food, and then food. shelter. Yeah. On top of so that. if you give, if you're giving people this, then at least with that, you're winning people's minds and their hearts, aren't you? You're winning those things, and then you're trying to bring them back closer towards where they should be, and you know, you know, uh, worshiping Allah and, and and understanding where they are, who they are, what their purpose in life is. And all of those kind of things. And with that, you could give secular education. And if you can put all of those things together and the, the, the route that you're using for it is food, then food is the one thing that you need to, you need to. You need so to what about to. water? You know, so you know what, you know what hurts the heart though, bruv? It's when these charities like Red Cross and that, they go to these Muslim 
kids and they give them food and everything and then they start teaching them about the Bible and then they grow up Christian. Yeah. That's what hurts the most. You know, I never saw that, by the way, yeah? I mean, I went to the Rohingya camps and before going to the Rohingya camps um, on the border of Burma, when the whole Rohingya uh, crisis happened, they were saying that, oh, the you know, these uh, non-Muslim charities, they're going there, they're setting up bases, camps, and they're bringing them, you know, giving the kids these Bibles and and they're telling them to, you know, turn towards the other way and all this kind of stuff. But to be, to be fair, I, I didn't, I didn't that's see That's a it. very old school way of like, that's, they used the missionaries, that's what they used to used do. Used to do, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm I pretty sure it. it does happen. It probably does. But I think they know it doesn't work. Uh, I remember when I was going, when I went to Algeria, um, on the boat, there was, there was these guys giving out these, it looks like Quran, bruv. Yeah, yeah. They, it, it looks like, you know, the, the, the calligraphy and everything. You pick it up and it's the Bible, bruv. And they do that. They go to, they go to place. Um, you know what is, it's, it is what it is. They, they, they're propagating their deal, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> so, so Muhammad, let's, let's yeah. do this, yeah? Go on. The first time, yeah? Let's turn the tables a little bit. Go on. You know that we, obviously, I work in like sort of the charity sector and what we do, yeah? Let me ask you a question. Someone who is from the outside, you and Zach, let me ask you a question. What do you think are the the genuine reservations that people have about charities so that we can try to iron them out a little bit for people, yeah, to, for them to understand, uh, understand them a bit better? All right. So I would say this, yeah, especially in the last few years, I can't, everyone's asking for money. There's a lot of charities do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, you get, you're getting bombarded, especially in Ramadan. Like there was a point where I actually had to turn my phone off because everyone was fundraising, yeah? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but there's a point where it's critical mass in it. It becomes too much, mm-hmm. yeah? And obviously you're, you're a human being, innit? You want to help, but like you're getting, you know, text messages, emails, uh, your friends calling you up. Do you get me? All these yeah. things, all from different charities, bro. All from different causes, all well, well worth it. So that's number one. I think it's good that there's a lot of charities out there that are, are helping, but also it's causing an inverse effect. Yeah. And so can I can I answer that one? Yeah, first? go on. So my advice to anyone who has that sort of um mass, you know, uh a bombardment of this kind of stuff, I always say to because a lot of people say that. Yeah. Okay. So I always say to everyone. Choose the charity of your choice, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe ten. You know, choose the charity of your choice and, and 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 give money to them. Yeah. Okay, give money to them. Don't be the person who says, Oh, because I'm getting all of this, I'm not gonna do it to any, I'm yeah. not gonna give it to anybody. Don't be that person, okay? Because like you just said in Ramadan, this is a blessed month, okay, and this is the month of giving, okay. This is a month of Quran. So if there's any time to give it, it's in this month. So you would get obviously more, yeah, of course. you know, uh, more people con- contacting you now than and pre- than previous. But choose a charity, something that you believe in, something that you understand. Because you know people have different different questions about charities. Do your research, find out about the charity, see what they do, and how they go about doing it, and choose that charity. But do give to something. Doesn't have to be millions of pounds. Whatever you can give, whatever your abilities, try and give to something. Yeah, and I think I think the net the other bit is they feel like how much should I give? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Like based on my financial circumstance, how much can I or how much should I give? Okay. Yeah. So there's that part of it, but also like 
you might be embarrassed if you can only give ten pound. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you get put off in your and this is not me speaking personally, but I get I get these things all the time. Even my kids, I say to them, look, make sure we're trying to foster, especially this Ramadan, I'm gonna try and push them to foster a, an atmosphere of giving, you know, money, not just like uh So is that thing is like what is too little? Do you get me? Yeah. I know everyone says this, yeah. Or even if you can give one pound, isn't it? But it's like getting over that thing in your head or like, you know what? What can I give in my financial circumstances? What can I give? Should I give to a point where I put myself at? Do you get me? Yeah. In a situation. Like, how do I work? How do I navigate that kind of... Uh... So so th- that's another question a lot, a lot of people say. They're, they're a bit reluctant to give because they don't have a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I could sit here right now and probably tell you hundreds of stories of people who say the same kind of stuff, okay? But then I could give you hundreds of stories of people who said this kind of stuff, but have seen a complete and a change in their lives for what they give, okay? Or have given. So there's people who have given hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds. Allah knows best what Allah has done for them and how Allah's, and, and, and they, how their life changed, okay? But then there's people who can only give one pound. That doesn't mean that they should ever think or be feel belittled by the fact that someone gave a hundred thousand or a thousand and I only gave a pound. I always say that plant your seed wherever you can. Even that one pound could be the difference between you going to Jannah or Jahannam. It could be the difference, okay? The difference between you meeting Allah or not meeting Allah. It could be the difference. So don't use... I always encourage everyone, don't use the, the, the pound sign as the main focus in your head. The main focus in your head is that the, is, is the intention. The intention is the most important thing. Because someone's one pound is the equivalent to a, a poor person's one pound is the equivalent to a rich man's thousand, hundred thousand, whatever he may, may be. Whatever Allah has given him tawfiq to do, he can do. And what Allah has given him to tawfiq to do, he can do. But I'm telling you, because like I said, I've been in this sector for quite some time now. The ones who have the big money, they hardly give. Trust me, they hardly give. But the ones who have very little money, they give. Okay. And importantly, I would say that if you can't give, don't ever feel bad about the fact that you can't give. Because only Allah knows what's in your heart. Because mm. Allah knows you and he sees you. Allah knows what's in your heart. Allah knows whether you can, you can't. So don't ever feel bad about that. So if you can, invest time. Invest time in something. Sometimes, I, 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 you, know, so you might have seen some of my shares that I do. Um, I say to people, look, if you can't give, at least share it. Yeah. Because wallahi, you don't know. Wallahi, bro, I'm telling you, two years ago, I, I was sharing some messages in Ramadan and stuff. And, and I gave, uh, I, I shared the, the messages. And one brother, he, he texted me, he said, Akhi, look, you know, I'm, I haven't got a job at the moment. You know what? Is there anything else I can do? I said, bro, I wrote on the bottom of the message just to share it. So he shared the message. Wallahi, bro, I'm not lying to you. His own brother, this guy's brother, gave us five grand. Mm. And I said, bro, you know the fact that you shared it to your brother, which I don't, who I don't know, I would never have got to him unless someone else knew him. You got to him. So you gave him the opportunity to give the money. So you have a portion of reward you know, enriched in that already. So don't think you don't. So don't ever belittle what you can do. The minimum you could do is just share it. But look how many platforms we've got. 
you know, social media platforms and your statuses, your WhatsApp, your Instagram, Snapchats, everything. Everyone's got all of that stuff. No one should sit there thinking, you know what, bro, everyone's very quick to share a meme or share, share <laughs> a, you know, a, 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 a running joke or whatever. Everyone's very quick to do that. But why, why are we not very quick to share a quick, don't think it's a, you know, like a, a charity overload. It's not. Any one of those things could benefit you. Any one of those things. So that answers your, your, your second question about don't ever think that the amount is too small or the amount is too big. I mean, the, any, no amount can be too big, but don't ever think your amount is too small because anyone can, I know people who have given five pound and got 250, 300 pound bonuses within, within days and weeks. And they, they believe totally that this is from Allah. And these acts of sadaqah are what Allah uses to alleviate calamities away from you. Yeah. And again, look bro, these things are not coming from me. These things are coming from the same Lord that you worship and I worship. Allah said this to you and he said it to me. That you know what, give in sadaqah and the calamities will go, go a different direction from you or something along those lines. Okay, so I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is no one ever should think that one pound, 50p, five pound, 10 pound is too little. It may be too little in your in your head at the time Because that's because shaitan's making you think Well look, I've only got two pound in my pocket Forget it, don't give it You're going to need it You're going to need it Don't ever let that overcome you And I think when everyone has that sort of mindset Then everyone's everyone's hearts will open Connecting to people's hearts is not, is, is not easy hmm. It's not an easy thing to do But once you do it MashaAllah, you see the, you see the fruits of it I would say that um, I will end on this in it, bro, because we've got to go have the iftar, bro. Um, so I think for me, it's like, don't wait till Ramadan to give to give charity as well. Because if you can, and I think if you can give something monthly, it's better than waiting till Ramadan and giving it. Because you, like, for example, you set up a direct debit. Sometimes you forget about it, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's gone five years. I don't want to blow up my mum's spot yeah, but I remember uh, she didn't even tell us. Remember about that orphan? Yeah, yeah, Palestine. <clears throat> she was, she was. Um, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this yeah, but she was sponsoring an orphan. But for how long, bro? It must have been years, man. She's like a teenager. 15, now. 15 years, bro. Something sure. like that. Like we didn't even know. And to us, she'd get all these like updates. You remember, uh, what was that? They would send her pictures. Orphans and... in need. No, it was the pal, 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 pal. What was that charity called? That one. No idea, bro. Oh, but yeah, she said. Imagine from from being like a baby, newborn baby, all the way up to. I'm I'm not even sure if she's still supporting. I'm sure she is, yeah. Until I think she's become an adult now, bro. Sometimes you just forget. And that's a sadaqa jariya for that's her. That's it. And she's just done it, and she's forgot about it, bro. And you know we've we've all gone through hard times, but she's made sure. That that money is definitely gonna, you know, and I think that's for me, that's what we're missing—the consistency part of it. Yeah, yeah. Or what you, helps as well is updates, bro. You know what I mean? No, but I think I think. Do you know what it is, bro? I think sometimes you just give and forget, bro. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, above you know what it is? I give an example. I used to work in a charity, yeah, and we used to get money for, like, for example, I'd run a project, and bro, the worst people to get money from is the government, bro. They want. They want like an Excel spreadsheet. How many people went through? What ethnicities they were? Da, 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 da. And the thing is, if you try, like for example, if I gave my 
We give money to train. I don't think about okay, what did, but I just just give them money, yeah. let them do their thing, bro. Because that that's work. You know when you get updates, bro. Someone's there writing up those reports, bro. Taking those pictures. That's money that's being spent on that. Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's, that's that's resources that are being. That's, that's, that's different though, bro. No, no, but I get that's what non-Muslim organizations. No, no, but even Muslim the way organiz- they give is different. No, but even give. Muslim organizations. But but like, but Zach, but once I, you once you give charity, that's it. It's between you and Allah. That's your contract between you and Allah. That's it. Why do you need someone to come back to you and say to you, you know, that money that you had a contract between you and Allah? Now you need to see the picture of that kid in whatever country. Eating the food. Now, if I see Earthfat flying around a no. private jet and stuff, then I start asking questions, isn't it? <laughs> but that's not the case, isn't it? What yeah. I'm saying to you, like, there are checks and balances that are in place. You've got a charity commission. You have, I'm sure, you've got audits. So, yeah. You've got all this stuff. So those things, but I'm not going to go in there. So, bro, because show me your annual accounts. Let me yeah. go through. Or like, uh, I want to, you know, uh, this ex, uh, child X. Uh, what's what? How many meals? Like, I understand that, but that that's all resources that's been diverted mm-hmm. and you have to hire a team to do all that. Yeah. Even something so simple as social media, bro. Yeah, I think it just goes as the trust for the organization. Yeah, 100%. Right? If you trust that organization, do your research, give the money and forget, bro. This is what I was saying to you, isn't it? Yeah. That if you do your research beforehand, you know what the charity about, what they're doing. And sometimes a lot of people give to the charities of people they know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you know someone that works in a charity or volunteers in a charity or whatever they may be, People like to give it to that person because they know, you know what, that person's trustworthy. You know, I'm okay with that. I can, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give my money there. And you have to do your own research. I'm pretty, pretty sure, bro, when you go buy a, you know, you go and buy your t- a TV from a shop, you're not just going to walk into Curry's and say, oh, you know what, I'll just take that one. You're not going to do that. You're going to do your research. You're going to find out whether it's got a good picture, good colours. Is it 4K? Is yeah. it not? You know, you're going to do all of those kind of things. You understand? And I'm pretty sure that people do do that with charities, but then... What they what they do is they kind of use that as the argument to say, well, you know, I, I don't want to give charity because, um, you know, they're all in it for themselves. They're all lining I up their own pockets. That, I can't stand that, brother. They're all lining that. up their own pockets. People shouldn't think like that. I, I think spreading those conspiracy theories with no proof, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's if a someone's very shallow obviously mindset, doing doing wrong, that's different. People have genuinely lost the ideas or the concepts behind sadaqa. And people have lost the ideas and the concept and even the 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 importance of zakat. They've yeah, lost it. Yeah. Bro, wallahi, the amount of people that say to us, bro, bro, is that zakat? Or is that sadaqah? Bro, oh, bro, sadaqah. That's not my zakat. Oh, I can't give zakat for that. No, no, okay, I'm not giving it then. Oh, bro, is that, is that, is that, is that uh, sadaqah? Oh, bro, I only got zakat. Sorry, I can't, I can't give it. If it's not, if it's not um, zakat, then I can't give it. If it's not zakat, the legible, I can't give it. People look for those things that stop them from giving because they've got shaitan running through their heads at the time. You understand? That's why I'm saying that what we need to do is we need to drive home the 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 reasons why you're giving it and who's told you to give it. Why are you giving it? Is there not examples of? You, you know, the, the people of the past who also gave the people that you follow, the people who you've got, you know, their names written on in your, yeah. in, in your houses of those are those people that gave and you're following in their footsteps and you're going to, you want to meet the same Allah that they're going to meet and you want to be in the same Jannah as they're going to be. You want to be the neighbor of that same prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who you aim, who, who you claim to follow. So if you claim to follow all of those things and you want to be like them and you want to emulate them, then why are you asking so many questions? Why are you clouding your mind 
with all these different different types of questions. That's why I'm saying we need to go back to the understanding of sadaqah and understand why it's done, the reason it's done for. Because, bro, wallahi, I'm not. It's a culture. Uh, yeah, of my, but wallahi, culturally, bro, culturally, I give an example of culturally. Yeah, um, and I, I, I have to start in my own yard, bro. In my own house with my own kids, bro. You know what you just said a second ago that look, everyone needs to change themselves and their family because that's yeah. what you're going to be accountable for. When you stand in front of Allah, you're going to be asked about yourself and then your wife will be forward and your children will yeah. be. And you're going to be asked about all of them and you're the you're the shepherd of your of your flock, you understand? So you need to, and I need to, and everyone needs to educate their families about sadaqah and about these kind of things. Even if you, you know, like I, I was telling you guys earlier, we went to, went to a school today, we gave out like 500, you know, donation boxes. And it's beautiful what the, what the head teacher actually said. He said, she said, sorry, she said that, you know, if you give the child a donation box, I know it might be a bit old school, but that child is, that's is, the culture. Isn't yeah, it? that's, yeah, he's, building, that yeah. child is connecting himself to that, that money yeah, box. Because yeah. then when we were standing outside at the end, all these kids were coming out saying, oh, 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 mommy, 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 look, I got a donation box. Mommy, mommy, I got, I want to fill this up. You know, I, I want to be, I want to raise the most amount of money, you know, and this is part of educating the, the young because, there's also young people in those countries. Forget donation boxes. They're probably not, like I told you earlier, some of them have never seen milk. So they, they've never seen, they've never seen cooked food. Yeah. So I'm saying to you, there are people around the world who, and I always say that you may never see or you may see. But one thing I definitely know, because I've heard it with my own ears and I've sat with these children myself, is one thing I know for sure, that when you're feeding their hungry stomachs, they're definitely making dua for you. Yeah, subhanAllah. They're definitely making dua for you. There is no doubt in my mind because I saw it myself. I saw myself standing there in front of them and they're making dua for us. So I'm pretty, pretty sure that if you're going through difficulties in your life, you know, wh whatever problems you may have, okay? Um, and everyone has issues, you understand? Whatever difficulties you have, trust me and trust in Allah because Allah is the one that's telling you this. Have your trust in Allah that Allah is telling you that sadaqah will alleviate a difficulty that uh, uh, can come can come upon you give sadaqah for that and that uh, that difficulty that will uh, will be alleviated from you will go away because you may have fed one child in one of those countries and it doesn't matter what charity it is just do one you don't have to do hundreds you don't mm. have to do thousands just do one that one could be the difference but don't, please, 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 and I urge everyone who listens to this podcast, don't sit there like I keep saying, you know, the 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 the, the couch man that sits there, and you judge. know, yeah. yeah, judging and asking questions about everyone and like every, what I just did, yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. But we're 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 discussing <laughs> no, this. No, so it's, it's a different just, yeah, thing. Yeah. So don't be that person that does that because that's going to be of no benefit to definitely that child in that country, and it's going to be no benefit to you because only Allah knows what calamity is coming for you. Only Allah knows. So before that calamity comes, <laughs> close the door. Close the door and do something. Inshallah. And inshallah, if that's uh, charity right that you could do it to, give it to it's, it's even better. But like I said, and, and uh, inshallah, I'll, I'll tell you for the once again, is it only costs £120 to feed a child in school, uh, uh, meals in, inside, in, inside a school. For a whole year, yeah? For the entire year, okay? Entire year. And you guys can do the maths yourself. It's not a lot of money. Okay, um, like we said earlier, it's probably a coffee every other day. Okay, I was gonna say something, a little tip. Yeah, if you guys got Monzo Bank, if you guys bank with Monzo, what you can do is you can open up a pot 
and say round it up. So when you when you spend money, yeah, just yeah, ra- yeah, whatever what rounds it up, put it in that pot. And at the end of you know three months or whatever, just just donate that money, bro. So so, so you know one thing that you can do like yeah. like today, bro. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So, so Charity Right have actually got its own platform. You don't like Launch Gordon, PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Charity Right has got its own platform. It's called Team 365. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah. you see that, yeah? yeah? So Team 365 basically is very simple. Um, we'll, if, if you want to donate or you want to raise money, we'll send you the link. There's three or four questions you answer. Once you've answered those questions, automatically you'll, you'll receive a page for however much you want to raise, whether it's £5, £10, £60, £120, £10,000. That page will come to you and all you do is send your page out to whoever you want to send your page out to and they just keep donating and you just keep encouraging people to donate. And bro, in this day and age where everyone's holding their phones 24-7, yeah. it is not difficult to send a message. Akhi, wallahi, I'm not joking, Joe. I had a brother who's a bus driver and I tell a lot of people about this. When I first spoke to him about charity, right, he said, bro, I can't do this. I'm being serious, I can't do it. Because I'm a bus driver, I drive a bus nine hours a day I'm busted when I come home. I ain't going to be able to do it. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I said, bro, just give it a go. He goes, okay, you know what? Because you're sending me, I'll give it a go. So I, I gave him a 60 pound page. Till this day, I think he's raised close to 2,000 pounds in, in different years. Okay. And he now says to me, bro, where's my page? Why haven't you done my page yet? Yeah. Can you do my page? So there are people who are scared. They're reluctant. I have friends like that. They say to me, bro, you know what? You know, if you want collect money, look, I'll just give you a tenner. Well, I, I just give you a hundred quid, no problem. Bro, I can't do this page stuff. I can't send these messages out. Bro, you can. Because you can send WhatsApp messages all day long, can't you? You can send Instagram uh, um, posts up all the, all the time, Facebook posts, Snapchatting. You could do all of that. Now, I'm giving you an, uh, an opportunity by the mercy of Allah to earn sadaqah and earn reward for that. Why not? Why not? Everyone has got... Bro, even if you say you're going to raise 120 pounds, but you raise... 20 pounds Bro it doesn't matter You've done something mm-hmm. And Allah Like I said Allah knows How far you've gone What your intention was And how far you took it And if you think that You know what I fell short Because I'm lazy I'm this and that Try again Try again How many times Have you done something In your life And you failed But you don't give up Do you try again And this is This is all part of that It's all part of that journey So If anyone wants to Um I mean, I could give you the, I'll give you the, the, um, the, the link to it. I'll give it to you, inshallah. If you can share it with, you know, the, the followers of, yeah, of, of course, the bro. podcast, inshallah. Yeah. You could keep it on there, inshallah. And then whoever wants to, all they need to do, like I said, click the link. Once they click it, answer the questions and we'll set you up the page straight away. And, and, yeah, and you can set go. one up for us, man. See how much we can raise by that. Inshallah, yeah. As well, inshallah. Yeah. I think, I think, bro, look. The sky's the limit, bro. <laughs> you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna stop you. I, I, I I I leave you with this on just on the charity thing. When we started seven to eight years ago, um, there was there was me and a, and a few brothers. Okay, alhamdulillah, we've grown now to about 15, 20 of us, just in East London alone. So Zach, just in East London alone. I'm not talking about West London and South London, all these areas. I'm talking about just in East London fundraisers alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've done close to a million pounds. In how many years? In seven years So To other charities That might not be a lot Do the thing bro (laughs) But to us Alhamdulillah means a lot I didn't I don't We never share this information With anyone But I'm only sharing it To encourage people 
who think they can't do nothing. So how many, how many, uh, we've got a million, that's like, what? How many kids are you feeding for that much? Bro, like I, we, we've got, we feed 20,000 meals every single day. Every single day we feed 20,000 meals. And, but we don't leave those meals alone. So for example, if you get start, if you get start, start getting fed on the first day, you're staying, that journey, you're staying with us. For the rest of your life? For the rest of, and, until, no, 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 until, until adulthood. Adult. Yeah. You're staying with us. So what happens in adulthood? They get a job. They or, get jobs, yeah. education, all that kind of stuff happens. So they, they those children stay with us. We don't start feeding a child. That's why we don't take on. That's why we don't go to places like Syria and and places like this. Not because we can't, because then there'll be more children who need food and all this kind of stuff and need education. But we've got these children to look after. Oh, I see. You're, you're okay. You've got right. commitments. You're concentrating yeah. on. We're concentrating on, on the on these. It's kids. not just one day. It's for That's the rest right. of their, their journey. Basically. Yeah. So that 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 cycle that cycle will carry. On. And inshallah, we've also got children that came out of some of those camps and now who work for charity. Right. They've wow. become older. They work for charity. Right. They're working distribution centers. They're delivery drivers. They do that kind of stuff as well. So it's a project that it's not an all singing, all dancing thing where. Like you know, we're doing all like big simple. food packs. It's very simple, and it, it goes in line with our values and our values of in, in our faith values, which is of feeding the poor. Simple as that. We don't want to overcomplicate things. It's feeding I think the, the poor. Simple ones that are the like. For, have you heard of Tom's shoes? No. Tom's. They make these. Um, so this guy went to Argentina, and he saw a lot of these streakers didn't have any shoes. Mm-hmm. So he set up a business, and every shoe he sells. He puts one shoe on a kid's feet in, and wow. he does it. Like he actually goes there. And he, it, so like you see him, that's how he built his, uh, but it's such a simple idea. Yeah. Mashallah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and it works. People are like simple, man. You know, we start talking about macroeconomics and all this madness. Yeah. Like people start to like, you know, that's out of my, but this is very simple. You feed, you're feeding one child, 120 pound a year for the rest of the, you know, even Muslim businesses, I mean, I, I encourage a lot of Muslim businesses as well that, you know, even if they employ uh, uh, Muslim employees, out of their wages, if they discussed it with them and let them know in advance, even out of their wages a day, if they were to take one pound from each person's wages, how much difference could they make in the world when it comes to poverty? Yeah. Can make a massive difference. No one will probably feel that pound. Yeah. Who would feel it? No one would feel it. But trust me, that would make a massive difference in someone's life. And on top of all of that, like I said, I always encourage people, bro, go out, go and see for yourself. Go and see the poverty for yourself. And when you see it, that's when maybe your eyes will will open up to those things. I mean, I took my own son. You know, I, I took him for a reason when he was only 16, 17 years old. I took him because I wanted him to see it for himself. You know, it's not all about PlayStations and yeah. nice clothing and everything here. It's about going out. And, you know, when I saw him and his mate come out of a camp and cry, I thought to myself, you know what? This brings the reality home. Yeah, 100%. Bro. Because they're your brothers and your sisters as well. You know, we're one ummah. And the fact that you have to leave them. Yeah. You have to leave them there. Yeah. When you go back to your life, bro. Mad. And on that note, because it's almost tarawih now, bro. Is it? Mashallah. <laughs> So, guys, that's been a very, you know, I knew we were going to come with the heat, bruv. But um, we're going to try and, we haven't decided how much, like, we're going to raise or whatever, but we're going to try to raise as much as we can over Ramadan. Um, so if you guys can help support, that would be amazing. 
maybe try and post maybe you know once every other day even if it's a pound like i said something is better than nothing or just forward it to someone um yeah so on that note us thank you very much jazakallah for khairan for for tuning in and it's probably going to come out in the third week of ramadan so um if you're fasting and watch this make dua for us bro inshallah and um i guess from me and afa and zakaria ramadan mubarak i will see you on the next one